0: Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And And this this is is Stay on 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 Target.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find
0: us online at stayontargetpodcast.com.
1: That's right, John. This week, we are reviewing Ad Astra. (laughs) Ad Astra. We are also joined by the illustrious, the magnificent,
2: Jay Pinions himself, Jared Walker. Yes. E- email in if you know what Ad Astra means. <laughs> um, I heard it means to the stars.
1: Is well, that, is that, that I, well, I mean, that's, those are the words that, aren't those the words that uh, were still on screen at the those beginning? Were, yes. Those
2: were. So I would somebody I could kind have of, just made that up and put it on the internet. You <laughs> know?
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the way the internet works. Um, but I, put, I put things there that yeah, are not the And true I was time. also
2: at least expecting, you know, we got no title mention in the, in the movie. You know, it, it's just the uh, name of the movie yeah. and that's it, which I kind of okay. like. There should be more stuff like that, you know. To the stars is definitely what they were
0: going for. Okay. Um, it is a piece of uh, the phrase "ad astra per aspera," which means is Latin a Latin popular Latin phrase, meaning everyone knows through the through
2: hardships to the stars. Hmm. So. The, uh, they just couldn't uh, sell that long
0: of a title in well, the board meeting. It, it did say less commonly used nowadays, like is the mm. full phrase like <laughs> it's like mm, hmm. Ad Astra has way more of a flow like I can remember that. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I've already forgotten the other half of it. Uh, not Ad Astra could, no was idea. per something or other Astra. No idea. Yeah, I have no idea either. Um but
1: yeah, we're reviewing that. Um so I was I was looking to see I I, I thought I had texted you guys Earlier this week, something, but I guess I hadn't. Um, So I'm going to tell you an idea I had uh, the other day on the way to work. I think it was Wednesday morning on the way to work. So we should start... This is out of left field. I wish you did. I was about text. To say, I think Texas, you did. Well, then take I got no response just, from
2: either one of you. Uh,
0: what was it? I don't. I don't, remember, I don't remember, remember this. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, I was like, I, 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 I don't remember this, Chris. I well, think yeah. it was also immediately followed by another text Probably. that was also inquiring about something. And I think you know sometimes uh, when you uh, inquire yeah. about two uh-huh, things, uh-huh, just one of them you have gets just
1: addressed. just answer one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so you answer the most important one. No, None of the listeners can steal this idea because it's on. I'm on record on this podcast. I had it first, but which is, I want to start a. Retail physical store, all about Lord of the Rings. That's right, m- I remember this. Called Brick and Mordor. Yep. what
2: are you
0: have? You googled we, it yet, Chris? I, I suspect mm. it exists. What am, what am I
1: selling in there? Uh, well, it, I, 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 saw, I found a Twitter account with one follower. So oh, okay, okay, uh, that okay. was promising. Um,
3: yeah, I, I mean, mean, I haven't googled
1: it to see if this that, that hmm. exists. But this is the thing. This is my, I take issue with if it's a brick and... Mortar store. It needs to be. There's no online presence at all. It's just a physical mm. location. It has mm. to be. Like, I have to commit to it.
2: What are you just selling there? Like just bricks? Frodo figurines.
0: <laughs> like um, you're selling um, actually selling bricks? Hob- hobbit, <laughs> hobbit feet and Mordor. You know, yeah. literally just rocks. you yeah. know, uh, just, uh, you know all in, sorts of rocks.
1: Invisibility cloaks. Um.
0: Isn't that isn't that Harry Potter? Lots we're crossing of, some franchises lot, here, Chris. No, he
1: has. He wears the cloak. Remember the the cloak, the elven cloak. That okay, that's not an invisible?
0: invisibility cloak though. Necessarily, okay, okay, like, it, but just, it, it is. just camouflages them. It's
1: oh, definitely. that's true. It doesn't them.
0: he like, It does, he pulls it does over them and them. he looks like a rock. It's I not like he turns invisible. That's know? true. That's true. I that's saw true. It. true. Well, the rock moves, and you see him pull back the rock. Agreed. You know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, I stand corrected. The, the ring
0: turns you invisible. That's True, the yes. thing that turns you invisible so in in that in- So invisibility rings. I mean, rings are like a cloak for your finger. You know what Star Mithril. Wars needs? Of all the geek things, there's there's always like a device that turns you invisible. Star Wars does not have anything that turns you invisible. Oh uh, yeah, just
2: kill yourself as a Jedi. For if, if, you're right. <laughs> Force your, your goes. The original invisibility. You know, <laughs> just. Yeah, you know, Obi Wan instantly turned invisible as soon as Darth Vader whacked him. You know? I mean, that's, that's true. That's exactly- <laughs> that is what happened.
0: <laughs> he like just stripped naked and he's just invisible there. Like that's <laughs> the that's the def- like that's that's yeah, the any, that's the, the
2: He's not being a blue ghost. He's invisible. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, there. Yeah. That's know, true. Yeah. That's true. You're right. It yes. just takes a lot of force energy to actually look like a blue ghost. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You, you know, know, he's always just standing there, like just not saying stuff because it'd be creepy if he said stuff and you couldn't see it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he I does mean, do that a time or two. Uh, yeah, he, yeah,
1: he know does the immediately the- after Luke. after Darth Vader strikes him down. He does it right then. Use he the Force.
0: That's true. But it was creepy. Trust it your feelings.
1: It yeah, the X-Wing. He does it in the X-Wing, yeah, yeah. too. He's probably yeah. just like hanging on to the back.
0: I mean, yeah, he's like hanging on to R2, like back there. <laughs>
1: yeah, what are the parameters? I mean, honestly, seriously. Okay, so what are the parameters of being a Force ghost? Are you omnipresent?
0: Um, that's I mean, being one with the Force in that way, like and being able to still does come seem back.
1: So, because like he, he wasn't literally standing there as a Force ghost. Well,
0: and, like Yoda, for instance, like in uh, in the Last Jedi, you know, he comes back and sits there and yes, chats Jedi. with Luke for a minute. But
1: that's but that's and uh, he's, he's never fiz- been on
0: that planet. No, no, but
1: but his he's he's uh, his his ghost is there. Like that's what right. I'm saying. Is the ghost have mm, to be mm. there in order for them to talk, or can they talk be over through the Force or something?
2: <sighs> Oh, I think like the, I think the ghost is you know a, a manifestation of, of the force itself, and the force you know surrounds us and binds us as an energy field everywhere. I don't think the ghost is actually like a like a traveling you know guy who's like running around the galaxy
0: you know hitching rides. See, I'd rather it be uh, that. <laughs>
2: I mean, that's an interesting spinoff film for sure. I
0: mean, um, I mean like I, uh, Disney, uh, you know, in the Haunted Mansion, they're the hitchhiking ghosts. You know, <laughs> Those are all so force it's like ghosts. these are like they're hitchhiking ghosts. Those now, are Jedi's you
1: know? who tripped and fell on their lightsaber.
0: That's right. That's and right.
1: uh, Oops. now they're stuck in the Haunted Mansion.
0: <laughs> the uh, <laughs> uh, the idea that like so midi chlorians, you know, it's like no. oh, there's, there's big bundles of midi chlorians that like oh they get denser and you can see them and they spread out. Wait, who said that? See? And I'm just thinking about oh. like what could this possibly like in tying into the the science aspect of you know the representation of the force, like what you know what they could do with the prequels.
1: It maybe. I just don't remember
0: correctly. Are many chlorians beans? beans? They're, they're little uh, microorganisms. So the theory is that they're microorganisms that like collect themselves on things that have the force. Okay. And so like, and so they're not necessarily the force, but they are like beans that are attracted to the force. <laughs> Like little, little
2: organisms. Right. To, to me, I personally never had a, a, as big a, a big a problem with midichlorians a problem as, with as everyone like does. They're like, oh, George Lucas ruined everything by no. saying the word midichlorians. <laughs> you know, and it's like, because you know, like, to me it wasn't like, oh, well, now, you know, the force isn't special. It's just these bees. It's like, no, it's, you know... It's it's kind of a they 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 go together in some ways where it's just like 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 you're saying, it's just like if something is strong in the force, then it would have a lot of midichlorians.
0: Right. It's know? not necessarily that the force is the midichlorians or that right. it travels through the midi- but this is like whenever there's one, there is the other. Like they, they, they grow in equal proportions. Grow in equal proportions. Yeah. So Star Wars guys. Star We're on Wars. Star Wars. We're that's on true.
1: It. So uh before we move on to Star Wars again, that's a for our listeners, that's going to be our uh, our segment because Jared has come to us. Mm-hmm. A uh, he is a um, man on a street corner, <laughs> screaming about these <laughs> Star Wars theories he has. I just uh-huh. want to get
2: people uh-huh. updated, keep okay, people okay. keep people hyped, keep people thinking, keep people building up some type of hope. Yeah, false or true or not <laughs> or
0: whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, here's the deal, like. I'm always excited about like, oh, the, the, like the idea of like, oh, what if this, what if that, I'm never necessarily disappointed that those things didn't happen whenever it turns out differently. I'm just like, ah, it turned out differently. Right. You know? I, mean, I think sometimes like that, that can happen. Like where are like, the idea of what this thing was, was better than what it actually was. But then other times I'm just like, ah, they're equal.
2: To me, it's part equal. of the, it's part of the fun part. You know, it's part of just like, yeah. you know, if you're a super nerd and like really love this stuff and just like. You know, I've been doing this stuff since I was seven seven years old. You know, making up stuff about Star Wars and what <laughs> I thought of, what I thought Episode seven, eight, and nine should be. You know, it's just, you
3: know. Okay. I'm,
1: yes, oh, I don't mean to interrupt no, you. No, no, <laughs> there's the okay. So you know, okay. So growing, up, you, you spurred something in my memory. So, at one point in time, yes, there were Barnes and Noble Star Wars books that were sequels to the original trilogy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they weren't part of like the real Expanded universe. Really? They were something separate,
2: but I read them. <laughs> You're not talking about like the Thrawn, like Timothy no. Zahn's Thrawn trilogy, nope, or Because that's anything?
1: like what happens right after.
2: That that's kind of the more like loosely official, like you know, no, semi-approved these, by Lucas. You know, these were thing.
1: random. Like I mean, they were there, but then they were. Star- I need to find. Like I
0: I keep trying. Were they be called
2: like, episode set like Star Wars episode seven? No, but no, but
0: they picked up right. Well, I do remember reading one of them, and it featured uh, one of Jabba the Hutt's like uh-huh. cousins or something like that. Yeah. Which may actually like you know because they they brought in some of the other other huts in the uh, the animated but they, series, they weren't the, but they
1: weren't the main main. Luke right. was still in it. Leo was still in it. Yeah Han. yeah, Han was still in it. Like
0: I think Han still got captured by the, the huts at one point in there.
1: It was it was I liked it, but hmm. anyway, I remember at the time
0: thinking like it was it it felt off. Like, certain characters where you're like, oh, this isn't the Luke that I remember. But then again, every Luke since the original Luke has been a Luke that I didn't, you know, think would happen. I I read a
2: ton of, like, the the Star Wars, you know, this and that, you know, books growing up. And to me, it was always, you know, I, I think a great way that people put it sometimes that any of, like, the books that you read about Star Wars... It's it's basically like hearsay, you know. It, it's like mm. it, it is just yeah, like yeah. it's just somebody recounting the story. Like maybe that's true, maybe it's not. Like I I I don't know. It, but it, it's it, people are talking about it. You know, it's stuff that's that's legend out there. And uh, very well maybe true, but very well not. And that kind of, I think, s- sets you up to where you're you're not disappointed by, like, anything that happens in the movies. And if it holds exactly true to those books or doesn't, it doesn't really matter yeah. at the end of the day. At the I end like of the that. day, to me, they were just cool Star Wars stories, you know, with, like, characters that I liked and a right. world that I liked and some, some a little bit more of that. I That's like true.
0: That. I like that idea. And for the longest time, like, I, like whenever the Clone Wars television series originally launched, like, that's what I thought that they were going for for that. But because George Lucas was, like, coming up with a lot of those ideas through season one and two and then, like, right. you know, continuing on through there, like, it's clear that, like, that is that, – that just is. But, like, it was – I remember, sure. remember thinking at the time whenever I first, like, encountered that, I was like, oh, is this, like, just, like, a off thing that's not an actual thing? You know, and that's what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. But then whenever I realized, like, George Lucas is literally, like – Turning all of the 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 the, the knobs, yep. pushing that big lever that like like similar to the one like whenever they launch each episode, the one on the uh, Death Star that would go and then the laser would go down. Mm-hmm. That's what they had to do for every episode. For every episode, George Lucas was the one pushing that. You know, just Clone Baw. Wars lever. <laughs> yeah, just, just oozing <laughs> cannon into the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Full throttle like, cannon. That's what sent it off to like Cartoon Network or whatever <laughs> for them to air. <laughs> like I want that to be like the the sound I, uh, every time I send an email, I want there to be like a giant lever you have to you know that, that looks like it's hard to push you know.
1: So um <laughs> that uh that you know that thing that they're doing that they're that they're in the Death Star yeah yeah the it's a lighting console. Yes, it's actually a lighting. Con- it's just a they had a lighting console laying around with a T-bar. Mm-hmm. That was so you're telling me
0: that we can get that lighting console, hook yeah. it up in here, and 100%. we can literally, like, whenever I, I send the podcast, yep, we can fire the we Death can, Star. I want, I want that to control it.
2: <laughs> Did you see Mark Hamill's post on Instagram where he was talking about like the original lightsaber and like how it's actually oh, yeah. Like yeah. made? yeah, it's oh. literally just like an old camera
1: that uh-huh. like it, it was a it was yeah it was a flash it was a flash yeah. handle and it's just, insane.
2: Took it off, and he was like, you know, $5 or a couple of pennies worth of, like, rubber strips Mm -hmm. on the side and, like, good to go. (laughs) And then –
1: so then you buy, like, the – so uh, Josh Fulton, who's been on the uh, podcast, uh, he recently came back from Star Wars Land, which we need to have on to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, He bought a a replica – and it's like, it's like totally like, I'm like, that's not a replica because the replica the real one. <laughs> yeah, 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 looking. <laughs> yeah, <yeah, yeah>. well,
0: <laughs> <like, laughs> it's also like, so they've, they've, they like looked at the, like, um, if you look at the lightsaber models, they've changed like from the initial one, like, and then to the, to the, even Empire Strikes Back was the different one. Um And then you go back to the like, oh, prequels. as far as even just Anakin's lightsaber, yeah, it's literally yeah. Like different dimensions. Like, some of them are slightly longer, some of them are thinner. Like, it's just there's just like be, like these small little things where you're like, this is clearly not the same lightsaber that they mm-hmm. had back in the day. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's the
2: same with like Darth Vader's armor, you know, yeah. it changes slightly, but that, that's a that little more... That makes
0: sense because he's like on lightsaber like, hey, all the time. So, True. We, we can keep this, uh, keep your heart going for another 14 years. And we put this, uh, this extra little button on there. And he's like, okay, put it on, yeah.
1: I'm sure that's how Darth Vader talks to his <laughs> droids. Sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know Come what? On in guys, pop it Just, on uh, there.
1: Pop, put it on. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, later we're gonna talk about Ad Astra and some Star Wars. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but first, pick
2: of the week. Pick of the week. Pick of the
0: week. Pick of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is
1: something that um, I guess is coming out tomorrow technically. Yeah, is the uh, the Sega Genesis mini.
0: Yeah, and I think like there's been some retailers. It's funny like they've broken street date on a lot of things that are coming out tomorrow. So that, and then the Links Awakening remake. Like I've seen a lot of people being like, "Hey, they broke street date on this at Walmart." Wow. Um, a bunch of Amiibos and stuff like there's just like people just. Trying it, like people have put it on the shelves, they're like, "Well, let me just try to buy this." And I'm, I'm, let a li- them.
1: I'm a little hurt and hurt and bitter because uh, it comes out tomorrow, but uh-huh. my Amazon shipment doesn't arrive till Monday. Yeah,
0: and the strange thing is that mine arrives tomorrow, yeah. along with my uh, my Links Awakening Dreamers
1: Edition. It's Probably because it's coming coming with Links Awakening, and so I purchased
0: it, it way after you.
1: I know I purchased mine like the minute it was available. Yeah,
0: I purchased it like a month later.
1: I texted you and I told you, "Hey, I pre-ordered this," mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. and I was like, "I'm gonna hold off." Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then I then I did it later. And, uh, sorry, Chris. So, uh, Amazon,
1: (laughs) I'm, uh, I'm watching you.
0: It's funny. Like they shipped, like I've been tracking it. Like if you track Amazon things, they go strange routes and weird places because they have like Amazon centers and sometimes the people that deliver here in town, like it's not even through like, it's just somebody in a random car. Oh yeah. Where it's like, they're, they're not marked. It's like, it's not a UPS truck. It's just a random, like, you know, old Honda Civic or something. Yeah. And, uh, and so like, that was awkward for me at one time. Like I was like, I opened my door to leave my house and there was just somebody standing there with a package <laughs> and they like had, they're like, you know, again, they're like, their their car out there. I'm almost like, uh, you're, and they're like, I'm from Amazon. I'm from Amazon. Uh, I'm <laughs> no, not this delivering. This is not a bomb. <laughs> this
3: is nothing,
0: nothing. But you want this package. <laughs> <laughs> like, Take I it inside. promise. <laughs> so I
1: was talking to one of my friends. Uh, so I've been looking at, um, so I've been gradually buying like smart house things, like, over the past year or so.
0: Remember the Disney Channel original film? Oh, smart yeah. house. Oh, You're going to get to that for, point. For that's all why all that. I'm not yes. buying smart house things. That's <laughs> that's
3: I'm dumbing, house I'm dumbing my house down. house
1: um, Yeah, it will do that eventually. Uh, I'll call you, yeah. and, <laughs> but it will probably block the call, so, you know.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> the call and, is coming from inside the house.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so, uh, but there's this thing. So, I've been looking at... I want to be able to open my garage door or at least make sure – one of the things – I drive away from my house all the time, and I'm like, what, did I shut my garage door? Oh, no. Like, I don't, I don't right, remember. Right, right. It's a disaster. Um, and so then I'll turn back around, you know, I'll do the thing, or I'll just be like, well, I guess I'll see him come in my house on the Nest Cam if they uh, break in. So, yeah, yep. um, But they th- – so they have these, like – Smart garage doors, and for like 50 bucks you can get one, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm eyeing this hardcore." And then I'm like even more eyeing it whenever my friend who has one was like, bro, you can if you I forget what it's called, it's like Amazon something, but amazon you link it to your Amazon account, and the person who lives your packages can, from their phone, open your garage door, put your packages in, close your garage door. That way, your packages are all inside oh, your man. garage, I mean, rather that's, than.
0: That's first of all, that's glorious. Yeah. Semi- Second of all, it's kind of spooky. But like at the same semi- time, if someone else has control. Yeah. But like better than
1: the alternative of because you can also uh, connect it to your smart locks and let them yeah, in your right. house, which I'm not doing. Yeah. Never. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, but if you're if you're technically if people figure oh if you're gonna let somebody you're gonna have cameras, you can track them the whole way. Yeah. Anyway,
1: but anyway. So anyway, I, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll update you whenever this happens. And
0: uh, and then what you can do is you can tie it to like a, a uh, some sort of like a, a hashtag. And yeah. so every time that hashtag happens, your garage door opens yes. and
1: closed. But this is the thing. I mean, it's been a while since this has happened. So, like, our neighborhood has gone through like, uh, there's a period of time because there's a lot of newer houses that have been built. So, like, these are people who are actually homeowners. But there was a period mm-hmm. of time before the newer houses were built that a lot of the neighborhood was like renters. And so it's just kind of like, you know, just like, you know p- p- people who right. like aren't invested in making this neighborhood a great neighborhood you know sure. and so like but around that time like there was uh, a few times whenever i would come home and our amazon packages were just like ripped open like and like looked mm-hmm. through and obviously like they didn't see anything they wanted they didn't want my cat litter you know bags or uh <laughs> you know whatever else we had in there but like they were totally looking for something yeah. that they I mean, could that's, take yeah that's, that's a weird one so like that's the kind of like if i can stop that that'd be great yeah, I mean, yeah. it hasn't happened in a long time but yeah, still
0: I don't want it to happen at all. Interesting. I like the smart house thing is like, I I love my, like we have uh, Alexa, right. You know? And so like, I I love being able to like, Oh, get the weather, you know, do the, the shopping lists and things like that. It's like, it's, it's super nice. Um, and we have like the, the, the nest cams and things like that. The thing that like the, doing the locks on your door, that's the one where I'm like, I don't know. Cause like, cause again, all of these devices, like they're, they're hackable. Like they just, they exist on a network somewhere, mm-hmm. so you can get in there, and so that's the one where I'm like, I don't know if I will ever get do all of the locks. Like maybe have one lock, but then have an additional like, you know, where like, oh, I can lock this like when you're home or something, or like whenever you're going on vacation, where you're like, hey. okay, let me just lock the big one, you know, or whatever, <laughs> and uh, like where like not all the locks are, uh, are are digital networked. It's just my paranoia. I also we just need to move
1: back to drawbridges.
0: I do the thing, like I, you know, I, I've said on the podcast before, like there was a, t- a time frame of like right before I got married where I got, my house got broken into like three times in three months. So it was like once a month got broken into. Anyway, so I got really paranoid there for a while and, uh, and still sometimes am, but like I, I would do the thing where like you drive away and you're like, Oh, I can't, I, I can't remember if I locked my house, but I would do the thing where like, I would go, I know I put my key in the lock, but did I turn it? Did I? Did I turn, did I turn the lock? Yeah. And so I would literally just like ha- like. Sometimes I I ended up having to like just start cutting myself off where I'm like I know I locked the house, I'm not gonna go back and check this thing 14 yeah. times like just b- to satisfy my my paranoia, and so like you know you, just, you can't you just feel go the paranoia, man. I mean I mean sometimes you can. That's how you go and crazy. It's fine. <laughs> but other times. It's just like there's a limit where I was just like, no, that's that's not, you know, the third time you go back to check, John. This is not this is not good. <laughs> anyway, Chris. That's my
1: pick of the week. That's your pick of the week. It was the Sega Genesis Classic.
2: <laughs>
0: good review of the Sega Genesis <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: Classic. Was a good one. That, was a good, good, that was a good one. For sure. John, what's going on with you, man?
0: My <laughs> pick of the week is the Apple Arcade. And this is a thing that is uh, is launching tomorrow. It's something that I didn't realize I was interested in until, like, the people who are in the beta right now for the Apple Arcade. Started talking about the games that are in there. So what the Apple Arcade is 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 an Apple on your phone. It's a subscription service where you pay five dollars and you have uh, access unlimited. Yeah, a month to access to unlimited. Uh, games like they have uh, over a hundred in that service. They uh, the games so that they curate for it. So it's not unlimited. Well, it's not unlimited, but like unlimited time. Like you, you oh, okay. like, and there are no microtransactions in the game that they've curated in there. There are no like uh, additional like DLC things. Like basically, once you're in, like you can play these games. Like it's not like oh, I yeah. need uh, like I'm locked out for a half hour while my gyms re you know recharge or whatever. Mm. Um, and so anyway, but the games that like they've been. It's a weird thing where people started talking about what games are in there, but the developers can't talk about it. Like, it seems like the developers can't actually announce the games that they have in the service. So, for instance, the next Shantae game from WayForward, which is one of my favorite trailers, we talked about them last week. Um, They have a episode one of their next Shantae game is in this service. And on their Twitter, people are like, wait, is this coming to consoles? And they're like, we can't talk about it right now. And, uh, but Apple hasn't talked about like what games are in there. But there's like, quite a few games in that service. There's a month-long free trial, similar to what they did with uh, Apple Music. We're like, oh, you, know, you can get in there, see what games are in there, try it out. And so I'm planning on trying it out tomorrow. Just check out this Shantae game. And, uh, and, and that's my pick of the week. But you
2: only, like, you don't really know that there's going to be a Shantae no, game? No, but... I do
0: know that there's going to be a Shantae game, because people are like, there is one in there. And the, you know, the, uh, they tweeted out, they were like, as you may have seen, eh, we are releasing episode one of our game, you know, on Apple, hmm. Apple's uh, arcade service. And that was all they said. And like, they can't give any details about what is the game? Can't, like, the episodic thing is weird. Like, why is it episodic? What is, like, what is an episode? Are is it ever coming to other consoles?
2: Are b- all of the games on this arcade service new games?
0: Yes. And uh, a lot of them are, like, exclusive to that. Like, to, like, they won't ever come to, like, a Google Pixel or something. Like, they won't ever come sure. to the Android store. But they potentially could come to consoles. So, like, uh, your Switch or your, your PlayStation or whatever. The weird.
1: Uh, well, I think it's interesting that I think I, – this is what I think. Mm-hmm. The easiest way to get you coming back is if you do some kind of episodic thing that you're addicted to. It's true. In this subscription scenario. That's
0: true. And that way, like, I mean, in my mind, like, also with the uh, with the episodic thing, especially for the Shantae thing, it's like, okay, that makes sort of sense, but, like, I would much rather wait for the whole game to be, like, done and out, and then play it on, like, a console with buttons. Because, like, a platformer, like, an action platformer with no buttons, like, with a touch screen, like, that seems weird to me. Yeah, I'm not in. And they haven't released any other, other like, games, uh, Shantae games or whatever, on a touch screen. So, like, I'm, I'm interested to try it out, see how it works. But I you know at this point I'm just like I, I don't know you know I don't, I don't know what th- I'm gonna do the trial do the the month long trial and I'm excited about it but I'm also very hesitant about it all right also in the OS there's a night mode uh, for or a, uh, like a uh, a dark uh, theme for your uh, your iPhone so you can do finally have like your uh, all the bright screens like whenever you pull up your, your Safari or whatever in the middle of the night it'll be dark like a uh, charcoal like a dark oh, yeah. charcoal I always yeah I, I just turn my screen down. Nice but now, you'll be able to like have it you know even even more than that. Jared, what is your pick of the week?
2: My pick of the week. And I know it was talked about a couple weeks ago here, but uh, mine is uh, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Netflix show. Dude,, uh, which I watched like immediately when it came out uh, on uh, at the very end of August. And uh, I thought it was. Just a fantastic show,
0: super good. Um, it sucked me in in a way that I did not anticipate. Did you watch The Dark Crystal as a kid? I know because we no, discussed it on the podcast. Like I think Chris, you said you'd seen it at some point. Yeah, but like I but had never. I, I
2: literally knew nothing about it. Yeah, I, I knew a little bit about it. I had I like I knew about the movie. I never really watched it as a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd seen some clips of it. It's a very weird movie. I mean um, I start
0: it's on Netflix as well. I yeah. started it after I finished <laughs> the series and I got like 15 minutes in and then we hadn't had anything really happen other than a narrator right. setting up the world and like then I was like I I don't know like I haven't gone back and, and watched more.
2: Right. And the show is even in like the uh, such a close vein like mm-hmm. it, it it to me it's if anything is a great example of of, of like if something has an X factor, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Where, where, where the, there's just something about the way that that whole show came together for me that just struck a lot of magic. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those that don't know, uh, the Dark Crystal, the original '80s movie, and as well as this new show, is uh, developed and done by the Jim Henson Company, who That's did right. the Muppets and everything. And this, these movies and show is done entirely with puppets. Yeah,
3: uh, every,
2: I, every character. There is no human characters. There are nobody that is acting as characters. There's no motion capture. It is entirely puppetry done in 10 one, one hour episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's ten hours of this thing. Yeah, done on like a, a Game of Thrones esque scale. But entirely with puppets. And obviously there's a little bit of kind of
0: CGI fluff to like kind I of gives Like, think the seams, like smooth out some of those seams. There's only one there's only one character that like there are portions of whenever they were on screen that I think they they were CG. Like it's it's a there's like a, a rock character at one point where we were oh. and I thought there was a couple of of times where it didn't look like a puppet uh, on some of, like these big wide shots, and I was like, either that is a puppet that on they the wide that they put into a green screen. Maybe obviously that
2: the bigger shots were were, yeah. were, were CG. You know, right. you had
0: photorealistic environments and Those stuff like that. Environments,
2: but uh, what 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 you know ca- caught you about the show so much? So
0: like, first of all, like I,
2: I in a non spoiler esque way. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. be like, a non spoiler talk.
0: I didn't anticipate. Like, I literally was just, like, bored one night. Like, I was like, oh, I can't sleep. And then I just put it on. And I was oh, just yeah, like, oh, yeah. this thing looks interesting. Like, it, it's, it's, it's got... It's,
2: it's a late night show. Yeah, for it's sure. got, like, puppets in Cause it. Because it's weird.
0: And I, love, I love, like, I love unique ways to tell stories. Like, unique right. aesthetics. So, like, you know, animation. And, like, obviously, like, now puppets. You know, it's just, like, this is fascinating to me and the the way that they uh, that it grabbed me like after the first episode where I was like this is there's something here mm-hmm. and then now having watched like the first 15 minutes or so of the the movie I'm like they distilled down the like what the core of the the movie was and like it's it's in the series like it's super oh, dark yes. in the show and oh, it's yes. like this show is like super dark oh yeah this is and it was that like that like merging of things where it's like puppeteering like where the puppets like run like puppets you know they don't like you know they, they do a really Sometimes, good job of like yeah. making them like look, look, look like they walk like you know uh-huh. um, taking steps or whatever but like whenever they're like running or whatever you're like oh that's that's totally a puppet you know <laughs> and uh but like that never removes itself from like that never like removed me from like this story and the and the 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 strange dark things that happen mm-hmm. in this Supposedly, it's like a family, like a family show, like a kitchen. But, but, dude, I, I would have been freaked out by this as a child. It is, but it's
2: also, it, it, it's a, men, it's a mentality of, of a person too. You know, I, I, I think that Jim Henson had said a lot that you know that. Uh, something along—I'll I'll butcher the 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 quote, but you know, something along the lines that you know that if kids were you know exposed to some c- to some of the dark realities, even I think he said that you know that there is darkness in the world. Hello, mm-hmm. wake up, mm-hmm. and that if potentially we expose kids to more mm-hmm. of this darkness, then maybe they wouldn't be so afraid of it. In their daily lives, yeah,
0: and I, uh, I, I totally, which is just like, a point of view, yeah, yeah, and I totally, I get that as well. Like, and in in the show, like, I even get get some of that, like, you know, that vibe where you're like, okay, well, this is it. It does soften the blow a little bit because it is like puppets, where you're like, oh, you know, in some ways, like it's it's it, you're like, okay, well you can remove yourself a little bit from like what's going on. I don't
2: know it does in some ways but then there are so many moments and I think this is part of what like grabbed me into the show of the emotion mm. that the show and the characters were able to elicit from me as a yeah. viewer. Yeah. Just from it being puppets and like yeah. you know especially some of the dark moments in the show that were Almost dark in like a a desperate and sad kind of a way yeah. rather than like a completely brutal way. Yeah. yeah it yeah. was more of like a pure kind of dark because like you just you saw how vile the the villain was. And yeah. you know you saw that the villain was truly a despicable person and mm-hmm. that, that these people were just kind of, you know, blindly suffering mm-hmm. throughout this thing and, and you just believed it and you just mm-hmm. bought in and you felt sad for the for the characters or yeah. for these people that were mistreated and you're like oh man and then you're like wait this is just puppets you're like how yeah. am i feeling this way
0: at the same time like like you said like they don't pull punches as far as like you know the villains are villainous and they, they are. are nothing but that like mm-hmm. through like you know there are there are roller coaster ride that you go on throughout the whole the whole show that that is so compelling and but like it never pulls punches in in that the villains are, are villainous and the, the the people who are who are you know part of the resistance the 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 pure of heart like they, they are good and it goes through like there are areas of gray throughout that like different characters like go through these different journeys throughout like mm-hmm. the middle of that whole thing and uh, yeah it's it's it's. Really fascinating. I am interested, like, because each of these episodes, like you said, is like an hour and a half long. Mm-hmm. And then the the movie that they're, uh, you know, building up because these are all prequels, is like an hour and a half long. So I I do right. kind of worry that, like, at the end of the day, if you were to watch this whole thing and, like, watch it all play out, like, from, you know, either watch that movie first and then these, or watch it in chronological order, that it's going to kind of, like, the prequel will dwarf the the thing that it's based on, you know? In some ways,
2: yes. If anything, definitively yes. But if anything, my kind of wrapping up closing statements and, and answer to that would be, uh, one, uh, it's not picked up for a season two yet, and I and I desperately wish that it would, uh, which is part of the reason that it's my pick of the week. It needs to if, be. If you're listening to this... You need to be watching The Dark Crystal, because Netflix needs to see a ton of people watching this, so they'll pick it up for a second season. uh, My quick pitch for the show would be that, one, it is an immaculate show in the way that it's done. Mm -hmm. I don't think that a show has, especially with puppets or anything, has ever been done on this big of a scale. You Mm -hmm. know, to me, this is a groundbreaking show Mm -hmm. uh, just based on what it took to pull something this big off. Mm And, well, then and that's had, just in the aesthetic,
0: right? Yeah, they had the original, uh, the original like designers like do the designs for the puppets, and then they had the, sure. you know, obviously Jim Henson Company like they manufactured all the puppets, and there's so many of them right. through the throughout this whole thing. And
2: then from the story element, you have just on a on a glance over, you have so many complex like. Mythologies that are very unique To this world Mm -hmm. You know Everything's a different You know There's a Gelfling And a Skeksis And a Mystic And Mm -hmm. there's a dark crystal That rules over the world There's all this complex stuff but But if you distill it down You have This entire civilization That has spent Their entire lives You know Thinking the government is all good or, you know, whatever the power of their land is, that that's the people that has it out for the us. Council, we're good. Those, those yeah. people are watching out for our best. And if anything, we worship those people. Those people take care of our world. Mm-hmm. And if you had grown up your whole life and believed that, you know, and then somebody... Instantly dropped a bomb on you and said, "Ah, actually the entire time, that's just been a lie. Every bit of it has, they're actually very evil and they're actually like doing horrible things to you that you don't know about. And At bring all. the
0: evidence to all back it up along yeah. the way. Oh, yeah, where you're like this hey, is so like so much yeah. so
2: that that one character you know finds out this truth and he's criminalized. Mm-hmm. You know because they say oh well the, you're you're a liar obviously like right. you know, the, the Skeksis have never done anything that would be evil to us. <laughs> right, and he has to you know re- just go through so much to kind of gather some people to his cause and say no you really need to pay attention yeah. to what's going on here. And yeah, then, there's the
0: comparison in that plot line. There's a like early on. It's like, Oh, this, this is like the fugitive, you know, with, uh, with yeah. like, Harrison Ford. Oh man, you know, sure. He's, he's bad. And then you're like, Oh no, I got to run away and, and spread the truth. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that but, was a fascinating like thing of like how, how, how the cover up all happens where it's like oh you know what what can we do to manipulate the the people into still like not believing this this one one person or whatever it's right. super interesting um, how it all escalates oh and escalates. Then
2: I, my my thing on the overall thing so i i actually recently listened to an interview with uh, i think he was one of the writers uh, for the show and mm-hmm. I, he may have even worked on the original mm-hmm. or just was a very a very 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 large fan i think and uh, he was talking about the possibilities of season two and even potentially three, and that you know they were kind of prodding him. You know, what's what, what's the plans? And, and all the there was a lot that he couldn't say. Obviously, right now yeah. a lot of things are in the works, but because they were asking a similar question, they were like, you know, where do you, do you see? Are you, you want to do a season two? Do you want to do a season three that takes place after the movie? Or like, yeah. you know, what? How how do you want to like make this whole thing work in a grand scheme? And he said. Well, all, all I'll really say is, and the season one ends with an obvious gap that there is still room for a season two before yeah. the movie takes place. Yeah. And then as well as he said, he said, "Thra is a very big place, mm-hmm. uh, which is the land of yeah. this world, Thra, and he said, Thra is a very big place, and there's a lot of things going on that you may not know about in this universe, mm-hmm. and that even... In events that you already know, there yeah. may be things that you don't know about, and there may be hope where you may not know that there is hope. Interesting. Um, and so I, I don't want to even want to. I don't even want to spoil the original uh, yeah, yeah. movie and what happen- happens there. But uh, the original movie is very kind of bleak and dark in the way that the world is yeah. at that point. Yeah, yeah. And this prequel series is kind of leading up to something very bleak and dark. Yeah. And it seems to me that they almost have kind of this. Kind of half moon circle that they might try to build around the original movie, where you could tell a story about what else was potentially going yeah, on in the world at the time that the movie was taking place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you could potentially come back around in front and of meet the movie there
0: somewhere. Yeah, that's after, interesting.
2: You know, and that and that's just a lot of my own speculation that. added to what he said. I like that but, idea
0: and I, I also think like with the uh, a lot of like where they th- this has been like in production kind of for a long time like where it's like oh you oh, know this phase, yes. that phase. but like the, the a lot of like the storyline and a lot of like what's going on in the world and a lot of the events they're taken directly from uh, Frank Oz and uh, and Jim Henson's notes of like this is the backstory of this movie like this right. is the lore and, uh, and so like that would be fascinating to like experience like, what else is going on? Like he said, yeah. we can, and maybe wrap back around to like, oh, this is where the movie ends. And so we kind of like end our story there, but it was like, it took this, took this left turn, like side route out here somewhere. Right. That's awesome. That's, that's super interesting. So yeah. Yeah.
2: The, so all, all that means that I, I would really hope to see that this kind of world and show, uh, keep going on, especially, I feel like it could be a quicker process now now that so much of the groundwork and puppetry and characters are kind of made the puppets know, are already made I feel like <laughs> it wouldn't be a, as hard to make a second season as it was to make a first Yeah, uh, I could be totally wrong but I mean I, I, but what it needs everyone to go watch it everyone to go watch it. Go watch the dark crystal. Go watch
0: everybody. the dark crystal. Like I told Chris, at least, just, at least
2: just turn it on your, at your house while you're sleeping or
0: something, you know, so it, so it counts. What you need to do is get the smart house. And then while, <laughs> the, you know, while you're gone, yeah. just tell it to play the dark crystal, yeah. you know, repeat.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to set that up as soon as I get home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <clears throat> so I've, we're, we end these, these days now since last time. Yeah. <laughs> um, your, my pick of the week was the Sega Genesis Classic.
0: My pick of the week was the Apple
2: Arcade. And then I had uh, Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance.
1: Alright guys, it's time to review this movie, Ad Astra. Ad Astra! So while you guys were uh, rambling on and on about the Dark Crystal... I was doing research. Chris,
0: what you should have been doing was watching the I Dark should, Crystal. I know. I well, should did have you been, not so hear sorry. anything that we said?
1: I'm sorry. Can you speed up Netflix
0: videos? Like, like, <laughs> oh <anything>? man, Netflix <laughs> at 1.5. Yeah, Dude. that'd be amazing. <laughs> I also want to hear the voices of the Dark Crystal. Like, you know, like I want to hear Mark Hamill. Uh, you know, in, uh, in his raspy voice. I mean, because I can power. I can. I can.
1: I can. I can power through some uh, podcasts that way. Uh, I can't do that, man. Oh really? I gotta, oh, no man. way. Sometimes I'm just like. It depends. It depends. But I'll Chris, close, close. hang on, hang on. But yeah.
0: if you want to hear something like funny, yeah. slow it down. Like slow totally. our podcast down. Yeah. Like we'll sound like we Weird. like you something know, we're just like completely just like drunk and high and so and like sleepy. Of, yeah. It's just
2: sleepy. We're
0: just talking real slow. Doesn't matter how like
2: attentive or articulate no. you are, no, like it's no, just ruined like... in slow
0: motion, no uh, matter what.
2: This is the
1: thing. Um, I don't even know what I was gonna say. That's fine. No, oh, the thing I can't do there's this weird setting on um on overcast mm. where it removes any kind of pauses. what so like it just like slams all your words together so
0: literally like
1: uh, like there's no natural breaks in sentences.
0: What? that would be cut out like our that, pause yeah,
1: there would yeah, be totally. cut out
2: that's terrible
1: and so it's like I just, I mean, we do those on purpose
2: I do a lot of dramatic pauses <laughs> man <What? laughs>
1: well, so much of language and communication is is uh, the way you say it and right. the cadence in which you say it Yeah. how in the world are you supposed to do it if all your words are just crammed together <sighs> well, it's well, like no. how Didi used to send texts oh man yeah yeah <laughs> well, so Didi also, whenever we were dating she used to like I don't know why you know just can't be bothered to capitalize or put spaces in any but, text but wait wait
0: wait was so, this whenever we had like the flip phones yeah, or Push the buttons yes. like push the buttons like four times to get to X totally. or whatever. Like well, she was
1: spelling all the words, but they were all just like a crossword but, but
0: puzzle. Listen, every man, text like was it was insane. insane. Man, you don't have time for that. I'm totally, I'm, I'm on your side. Yeah, really, I'm just fighting for no reason um, because that's just, that is. It's fine. She's she's grown a lot. Like
1: and, and, and I, she got and a I,
0: smartphone. It does like it well, does spaces and things I mean, on higher stuff. Even
1: then, like I mean, you know, she was for a while. Like we would we would talk, and I'm like I couldn't gauge her emotions. She would never use any kind of emojis. So she would say things that were like could be taken two different ways, and I'm like, uh, either you're mad <laughs> right now. Or you know, uh, it, it, not? I don't funny. know which.
0: It's really funny. Like I, I in group texts, like I, uh, I like breaking the emoji barrier, like being the first one to be like, oh here, let me throw out an emoji, yeah, yeah. like what you know, like whenever you're in a conversation with like new people or whatever, you are just like I'm gonna throw some major emojis in here, yeah. or like, usually, you know it, the gift barrier. Or yeah, whatever, usually to yeah, throw a,
1: a gift with the rock in there. That's that's what happens. <laughs> and like with new and people,
0: immediately people are like, oh okay, yeah, okay, yeah, this, we can do this now. Is like, this is kind of conversation. We're we're going casual a little bit here, you know. <laughs> Astra. Let's take this, make it. Yeah. Fun. How did we get here? Uh, so, I, oh, I was doing. So Talk I was about doing a movie with no, a lot of research,
1: <laughs> and um, so Brad Pitt. Uh, there's already some uh, some Oscar buzz for both this and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, okay. which he was uh, also I, I'd
2: heard that with, on both accounts. Yeah.
1: I was, did. You see Once Upon a Time in I Hollywood? Oh my gosh! If Hollywood, you go, do I you really want to go? Went, I'll go right now, bro.
0: I- <laughs> Just, you guys just leave. I'm tired about Ad Astra all night. You know, it's <laughs> so a three hour movie, no but I'll moment, go.
2: You know, at this point, I, I'll, I'll probably just wait another, another okay. two or three weeks until it you know comes out on video. All right, cool. I'll probably buy it um, so you can come over. And all right, watch it. all right, all right. But I do want to see it. It's so good.
0: But uh, Ad, Astra. But, uh, but Ad Astra, early, early
1: Oscar buzz. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about that.
0: I will echo that because like his while his Ooh. performance is kind of like understated in Ad Astra, like it is, like it is definitely. Um, subdued in a lot of ways, but also like you, you, you get everything. Like you, th- it captures everything.
1: I'm going to throw out a uh, a statement. Uh, I feel like this might be his best acting since Meet Joe Black. I mm. I got I mean I got Meet Joe Black vibes mm. from this, mm. and mm. I love his performance in Meet Joe Black. Um, it is very understated. Mm-hmm. It's not right. over the top, but I actually don't like. I'm not. I, I you know his. For instance, his performance in. Once upon a time in Hollywood, he has like that Southern accent that he puts on sometimes. I'm like, it's great, it's funny, but it's not like this isn't a skillful performance. You know, this isn't like, hey, I've like gone like deep into this character.
0: Yeah, and I also don't think you would ever run into you know Brad Pitt using that Southern accent and be like, dude, you're totally from you know, you're, you're well, that's uh, a yeah. legit accent that you've I mean, got going on. The there. worst
1: part, I mean, <laughs> great movie in terms of you know, but Twelve Years a Slave. Worst part about it. Brad Pitt showing up with a southern accent in the middle of it.
0: I'm just, I'm just thinking, like, Brad Pitt's southern <laughs> I like accent. That part. Brad Pitt's <laughs> so southern like, accent is not it just convincing. pulls me out of it. I'm like, oh man, that's Brad Pitt with a bad accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just not, it, it's never been that convincing for me. His his southern accent has never uh, been that. Another like
1: movie convincing. he actually, I liked his acting in, oddly enough, World War Z. That's why he did a fantastic job yeah. in that one. Yeah, World War Z so was, was, a, was That's really
3: good,
0: good. Yeah. I, uh, I remember, like, at the time, like, there being so much, like, about the ending of that movie. And people like, oh, we rewrote the ending, like, 14 times we even brought in you know damon lindelof to finish it and it's like and it ends and i was just like i thought it was fine yeah i thought it was good like i I, but to to, i uh, I was like how could you have ended that bad like what would the ending uh, of world war z have been as the bad ending like what would have been like the original like oh we gotta rewrite this thing you know i don't know it's it's just a interesting because like in my mind the way it ends is like the only Guys, way it probably could have ended. We never talked about ended. Star
1: Wars, by the way. Oh,
0: no. That's, that's fine. Okay. It's, it's
2: going to be a, a, tag, a tag at the end. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. I like that. that. I we like got to do the we Star Wars tag. It. We teased it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: we can also record it and then put it at the beginning of speaking,
1: this. Speaking of, um, uh, well, we've said it's at the end now, so it's got to go there.
0: <laughs> got to go for it. Got to dedicate <laughs> to it.
1: Speaking of endings of movies I'd mm-hmm. like to see, I'd love to see the original, what should have been the ending of Rogue One.
2: Oh, man. I would have <laughs> loved to see the original Rogue One.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm curious because like the Gary Whitta is the is the yeah, screenwriter yeah. on that, and I I like his like screenwriting a lot. Like he did the Book of Eli, he did mm-hmm. the uh, first season of uh, Walking Dead uh, Telltale, and like those end in really cool, unique ways. Right. So I am very like I'm always like interested in like how would this have ended you know yeah um and he has also said gone on record and said like okay well he's like mine didn't have like the Darth Vader moment and he's like so that was like he's like that is like is is already he's like is is amazing and he's like and you can't you can't lose the Darth Vader That's moment true. Like, but that wasn't me you know. Gareth um, Edwards is uh, that or Edwards, uh, uh, the, writer, the, the screenwriter like said that that one mm-hmm. he's like that was that was someone after him who came up with true. that
1: all I want them to do is make a Darth Vader. Feature film of it's just that scene. It's just a hallway. The whole movie. It's just a
0: long hallway. Destroying people. I mean, if we're being honest, you know, the uh, there's a portion of uh, and it's one of the most like tense portions of the duel of fates. Um, that was just a long hallway of of a bunch That's of true. plaster, like it's those true. ray shields or whatever. Mm. It's true. Anyway. Anyway.
2: So, uh, what would your guys's uh,
0: just like overall
2: impressions of Ad Astra be on just like a brief sense? You know, uh, uh, are we net positive? Oh, or, I, I, mean, we, I liked it a lot.
1: We, I thought it was fantastic. Was,
2: was it what you were expecting, or maybe not quite what you were expecting?
1: I watched one trailer, so I didn't really have anything to expect. And like right. any I kind of like go into like sci-fi movies like these i i i i think it was what i was expecting i didn't know what was going to happen but it was what right. i was expecting okay yeah, yeah. Inter-
0: i think like i'm right there with you i for me you put like this could be a possible future in space and i'm already like it's if it's like if it's like gravity or if it's like you know which is mm-hmm. like could you know not necessarily even future there necessarily but like if it's gravity if it's like interstellar if it's this if it's like i am already like halfway there with the setting alone because right. i'm so like I, there is a bump that it gets from me because I'm more of like space type of a person yeah. than I am like a fantasy type of a person or like whatever. You mm-hmm. know, like it, it takes a lot for me to get there for a fantasy. Well you
1: like the dark dark crystals. But so. I do like the
0: dark Crystal. But then like there are there are, like I said, I did not anticipate liking that. Um <laughs> But like then this one I was just like, um oh, I'm already in, mm-hmm. you know? Um so I think like it 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 definitely met and exceeded my expectations, but I really didn't have like any preconceived notions of what could possibly be the story. Like, it's like, mm, I knew the right. basics of like, Oh, you know, the trailer showed, Oh, we're gonna, Brad Pitt going into space to find his father. Um, well, I can't remember the actors now. Oh my gosh. Tommy Lee which who's a perfect, like he's a perfect, uh, father to Brad Pitt. Like that's a great casting. <laughs> Look, it looks like his jaw, you know, you're like, Oh, this is, this could be his, his dad. But yeah, anyway, the
1: uh, what did you, did you, was it what you expected?
0: Yes,
2: but I I, I think I had to kind of. Go into it expecting it, like uh, you know, huh. like what does that what does that mean? Yeah, what does uh, that well, mean? like I, I've 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 known about this movie for a minute and been kind of like curious uh, about it. It's had like a little bit of like release drama. Is uh, did it get as, delayed like, at one point? Yeah, uh, it came within like a week of getting released one time. I Whoa. think without a trailer. Whoa. At, at, at one point I remember uh, it was on our uh, calendar and, and everyone was it like was. oh this movie's clearly not going to get released next week or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then eventually <laughs> they, they were like hey yeah that's not happening <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, like five minutes before they push the uh, push the, the lever, they're right. like, "No, no, we can't do this."
2: Right, and 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 it, I think I think there had been some reshoot stuff, and uh, and then I think kind of the the Disney Fox merger was kind of mm-hmm. part 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 of it. Of mm. okay, well, because now Disney technically owns this film, and then mm. how do they want to release it, and what do they want to do with it? And uh, That's fascinating. Um, so I was very curious as to what this movie was, and I, and even from when I saw the the first trailer. Uh, like like you said sci-fi movies it's it's so vast as to what it could be you know are are we 2001 a space mm-hmm, odyssey mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or are we star wars yeah. or are we well, in the like the, s-
0: the near future things it's like this and interstellar are drastically different you know like from a yeah. from like just a delivery and and mm-hmm. everything so yeah
2: uh, and and I always kind of have my own any my own expectations of like space movies and what I want them to be. Uh, self-professed had had some problems with Interstellar. And I don't think necessarily, like in hindsight, I don't think it's that terrible of a movie. I think just at the time when I was seeing it, I wanted to see a space exploration adventure where we went to other planets and explored and saw mm. cool things. Mm-hmm. And we just never did that. And I was yeah. just like, oh, well, that's disappointing. Yeah. Um. And so I went into this movie already kind of trying to reel that back because yeah. I had kind of heard that it was a little bit more of kind of just this somber kind of... Introspective, you know, kind of yeah. movie. You know, the you know, you even have throughout the whole movie, uh some narration from Brad Pitt. It's really his movie and it's really very much even mm-hmm. just about his own head game. Yeah. More more it's and, a character. And, just, piece. and and his perception of everything going on around him. And of himself. And of himself. Yeah. You know, and you're you're he is by and large the main character and you're seeing every aspect, you know, yeah. from from him, you know, your opinion of the movie or of the world is tainted by brad Pitt's yeah. opinion of the movie or the world in this movie um and, and like i I ended net positive for yeah. sure i i think it was it was cool um it's it's very different it's mm-hmm. very kind of interesting
0: I would say like it's a like it's it's definitely artsy like it's yes. it's definitely more hard art than a lot of the other things that like it's not as much of a roller coaster ride as gravity Well, I mean, it's
1: not a popcorn film yeah I mean, it's not an action movie right. I, would, I would say like if you you know to compare this to other movies i think this is more in the vein of like moon yeah or yeah. uh or ex machina or something that's like okay we're act- we're we're making you think about things mm-hmm.
2: but at the same time i would say that there's at least probably four or five like breathtaking scenes. True. Like where mm-hmm. the whether breathtaking or just like really cool yeah. or like kind of action packed or kinda yeah. tense. I mean, I mean I, uh, I I don't know about you. I was tense all the way
1: through oh, this it, movie.
0: There was there were moments. Yeah, was a lot there was a lot of oh, times oh, where right, like you're right. almost tense, like But it's like the quiet no tense. The whole movie is, oh, yeah. is
2: very quiet. It's just you know, low-key like oh my goodness, what's about to happen? It's it's not a background movie. You know, it's a movie to definitely just like Watch yeah. at night in the dark. Yeah, put it so on.
1: With, do some dishes. No, totally. no you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, you yeah. put transformers on. And you're just like I cannot watch any of this. And I know exactly what's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you, yeah. Know? you come Does back.
0: It, out, the robots are still fighting. Yeah. Check. Th-
2: this is definitely just kind of a kickback and really just kind of experience. You know, whatever this film's trying to show you. And uh, how about the opening scene? Oh, my gosh. If, if dude, we're going to talk
0: about something
1: that specifically. That was crazy, dude. Yeah. I, That's,
0: I, I, I mean, is that spoiler territory, though? Because like, I was like shocked by like some things in there because I just didn't you know. Okay. Know. Well, we, we,
1: we, okay, we okay so let's briefly. We'll, uh, so cinematography is beautiful in this. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know if it was shot. I was trying to look up. I, I can't tell if it was shot on film, but it looked like it was shot on film. Mm-hmm. Um, it has that vibe to it. Well, it had like, yeah, you had the film grain mm-hmm. and like, um, I even liked like I the, the, uh, liked how they were specifically using focus in this movie. Mm-hmm. So they weren't rack focusing a lot. So they weren't focusing within a scene. So like if someone was walking toward the camera, they weren't focus follow focusing with him. They would f- walk into focus and then they'd be there. Okay. Right. And then even like whenever they were focused, like he had a at one point he had his um, helmet uh, visor yep. down and there was a reflection. They were focused on the reflection, which means you focus like Distance. the depth yeah. through it and then he raised it up, and they didn't, like, fix it so that he would be in focus. Like, they just didn't touch focus in this. It was cool. It was interesting. Um, yeah, and, like, know. there
0: were times, like, whenever you would think that a movie, like, it would, depending on what they were trying to say, like, whenever he was talking at one point about, like, isolation or whatever, like, he clearly looks at something, but it's out of focus the entire time he's looking at it, and you're like, oh, yeah. this is, like, it mirrors the storytelling in those those moments. So Yeah,
1: so, like, I, just beautiful, and beautiful lighting, um, I think, because each location... Without being spoilery, like had a different feel to mm-hmm. it.
3: I could agree um, with that. Yeah,
1: and I, I just loved. I, th- I thought they did a phenomenal job with just the cinematography in general.
0: Yeah, the uh, I, I the music as well. Like it, I, we were talking about, it, like afterwards, like I was surprised by how much synthesizer like this movie had in it specifically. Where it's like a lot of times, like you have even like. Electronic artists like Junkie XL. It's like, oh well, the majority of that movie, like that he did a score for, is literally just like strings and and brass. It's like just normal orchestra. Whereas this like relied heavily in key moments on like synthesizer, on like these these um, kind of analog synthesizer elements and it fits with like this the kind of space odyssey-esque-ness of it yeah um and it f- feels right it's just like it's i it, in most hollywood movies you don't see people use as much synthesizer for their like soundtracks as this had in it
1: i found an interesting thing on imdb in the trivia section it says during a uh, september 2019 interview on national public radio's morning edition Director and co-writer James Gray said that he created his own playlist for himself to listen to through his headphones as he was directing the movie. Nice. Among the works on that playlist were Electronic Drones by Elaine Radig, Sitar Music by Ravi Shenkar, The Pyrgent Gent Suite by Edvard Grieg,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: The Planets by Gustav Holtz. Of
0: course,
3: Scott's f- got to be on there. Yeah,
1: The Fourth <laughs> Movement of the *Roco Chapel by Morton Feldman. And electromagnetic wave transmissions from outer space, including from the planet Jupiter. That's awesome. He also played these for the cast and crew to communicate a mood during filming.
0: That's really cool. Mm -hmm. And you definitely get that vibe, like, and you know, while I mean, in my mind, it's like, okay, well, you have the like, the Interstellar was just like this big, bombastic kind of like loud stuff going on. This is the opposite of that, where it's like this Mm -hmm. is like very like. Okay, a lot of times there was no soundtrack, and then it's like, okay, we're gonna bring in these drones, and then we're gonna bring in this other thing that we're gonna bring in the melody. Oh, now here come the strings with that main hook. So it's like it's very like understated in that way, where it's it's not like in your face necessarily. I really want to
1: say something spoiler right now, but I won't.
0: Okay. Well, Chris.
1: Yeah. I mean, ready to go into spoilers? Anything else? Acting was great. Talked about that, yeah. yeah.
0: Brad Pitt City, okay. All right. you know.
1: All right, yeah, Brad Pitt City.
3: Okay, cool.
0: <laughs> so we're gonna spoil this thing. All right, and you know, so if you uh, if you want to hear the Star Wars thing, skip forward. But uh, but we're gonna spoil this movie, *Ad Astra*, in five, four, three, a two, a one. Throw out a spoiler.
2: Okay, so we gotta talk about this opening scene. So <laughs> we had <laughs> yes. So. Uh, it's set in the future, so I mean they're still on, I don't, they're still on Earth in this opening scene, but mm-hmm. they have built this satellite. It's like a tower. He, though,
1: they a, said they called this international space antenna. It
0: was a. It was it's a, an a antenna.
2: Straight, okay, so yeah, I mean that had to be. 10,000 feet high? Yeah, I, it was I, up in space. I, I, well, it's like, yeah, it, I mean, I mean, gravity
0: it was, is still there, clearly. There's
2: some form of gravity,
0: yeah, but they're, they're at the but very... Not, but it's not much gravity. They're yeah. at the very
2: tip of the atmosphere, yeah. you know, it, it, where it seems even from the very beginning that they're just on a space station, but then Brad Pitt kind of steps out to the outside of this giant mm-hmm. antenna thing, and you can see the Earth below, But and like, it looks close, but not like, like I said, he's wearing a space suit, um, and you're just like, oh, that's... I honestly wasn't even anticipating that anything, like, super, like, crazy that happened was going to happen. I was just like, oh, that's really cool because, you know, most places would just be like, "Ah, we're in space and here's, like, the Mm -hmm. big blue marble thing where it's just like, this is, you know, kind of a, kind of a, just a slightly different take where they're just on this satellite that doesn't even exist. So that made it cool anyway, or antenna. Um, But then it just goes haywire when... So the whole satellite just the like pulse. the pulse, as they call it, you know, and just like this electrical discharge just starts blowing up the antenna. Yeah. And all the people that are working on the outside of the antenna just start dropping like flies yeah, and you, falling towards the earth.
0: Because at first, like, whenever you see the tower, like, your focus, uh, my focus anyway was on the, the tower, where you're like, oh, man, this is, like, a massive, the, the scale of this uh-huh. thing. I didn't
2: realize it was attached to the earth even at the time.
0: And then, see, I did, because it, it said, it yeah, said an just, antenna, I and I was like, oh, gosh, it it so it I was like, antenna. this is, like, that's, oh, okay. that's a major, like, because you're, the speed with which you're even traveling, like, through just, like, the orbit of the earth is so fast, would be so mm. fast that far up there. Anyway. Right. But like, you just wouldn't feel it. But but like the fact that like whenever it started happening, it's they did a good job. The direction was great because like uh, Brad Pitt's character like looks at like all of these people that are like, okay. That is that person there. There's that person there. There's that person there. They're falling. They're falling. They're falling. And you don't realize like I didn't realize there were that many like human beings on this thing like doing maintenance to this tower. And then, like, whenever they all it all goes bad, it's like, oh no, this is a, just a massive disaster of like people just raining down off of this thing. Um, and that was ridiculous. Like, if him falling down and then, like, yeah, he, whenever he falls off, whenever I, he pops the the thing, and I realized I was like, all of the debris is going to catch up with instantly. him instantly. As <laughs> soon
2: as he popped that thing, I was like, that debris is going to blow that thing instantly. <laughs> but um, he
0: survived. I I I I don't Which know you what, assumed he would. <laughs> yeah, I mean otherwise we got no movie.
2: Well, and I and I've heard that uh, parachutes actually will still behave as parachutes even with like several holes in them. Yeah,
0: they totally. uh, that yeah. they're
2: that they're designed pretty well.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, dude, I got like it was crazy cuz like, I got dizzy. I don't know I, I don't know how they like it wasn't all mm-hmm. digital, was it? Like I don't know. I don't
2: know. There, there was, I, I would be very curious to see like production stuff about this movie. I thought I thought a lot of it was cool what they what they did. Just and, drop and, a camera
0: from a plane and spin it did
2: it. Right. Um, but then that opening scene kind of sets up Brad Pitt's character a lot, and he's kind of this—you know—they kept making a big deal like about his heart rate, like the whole dude. Movie. I was gonna
1: talk about that. That's why I wanted to spoil. Like um, I love that because like they set this baseline of like okay baseline mood for this movie is way down here.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: True. So then whenever it got crazy, you're, mm-hmm. it felt real crazy. Even though it's like he's not really that stressed out, he just happens to be yelling at somebody through a window. Mm-hmm. But he's normally so calm, right? Mm-hmm. They, they listen to him
2: as just this completely calm person. Like in, he's constantly given these like psych check-ins, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, resting heart rate forty-five beats a minute," which yeah. is mm-hmm. which is very low if you don't know resting heart rate. Um, and then, even when he fell from the tower, they interviewed 87 they, yeah, or they interviewed or? him later and they're like, You know, your heart rate was never above 80 <laughs> when you fell from the tower or whatever. And, Which honestly and, is the only probably
0: way that he was able to stay conscious. Yeah, he was you just
2: And he was just like, Oh, yeah, I'm just trying not to black out. You know, he was just like, <laughs> it, There's several like crazy things that happen in this movie. And the whole yeah. time, like, Brad Pitt is just like, super just like cerebral and his like a, approach to everything and just like, no, oh, okay, well, I'll just do this and this and that, and then it'll all be good. But then you see it start to try to unravel, mm-hmm. you know, things start mm-hmm. kind of pushing his buttons a little bit, a little bit more. And, uh, and, and that trait is truly what's made
0: him such a great astronaut,
2: you know, yeah. over, over these years. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: and then like, you know, you see, he even makes the comparison of like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, he's kind of emotionally detached, you know, similar to like his father and stuff like, that, like where it's like, he feels this disconnect between him and the world around him. And like that, like the way that that inner dialogue works and, and plays out throughout the entire movie is fascinating, where like comes to terms with it by the end and is like, I'm here for the you know this stuff you yeah know, as well, well so like it's it's just this interesting like you have to go to the extreme of like okay he's like this extreme like I don't black out whenever I fall from giant towers I don't get above eighty something I don't like my my normal is here and then you go to the extremes of like where he went to in in the climax of the movie mm-hmm. um, where the, they're like spinning through space him and his dad and then like at the end of the movie he's now I've come to terms with this thing you know this well who like, I am and here.
1: I also like how they so. They ha- put him in several situations where he remains calm and everything's fine, for mm-hmm. him at least. Like, yeah. whenever they're getting, being chased on the moon, or falls off the tower, being mm-hmm. chased on the moon, mm-hmm. gets attacked by the monkeys, mm-hmm. like all that.
2: Attacked by the humans. Attacked yeah. by the
1: humans. Uh, all that he's, he, well, I mean, in the, whenever he takes over he the takes thing? He takes over the space. Well, so like, that that was, that's the thing though. It all went bad. Like, yeah. it, it all went bad there because, like, his, uh, he survived, but like, His, I think, he wasn't able to pull out of that one the way he wanted to, you know. No. And and that was a was a like parallel to like right before that, literally right before that scene, he had said, "Am I my father?" And they had just played that clip of his father and learned that he killed the whole crew, crew. and then Brad Pitt kills the whole crew at the time. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, he's in his mind, he is his father Mm -hmm. at that point. Yeah. Um,
0: and it's interesting like to, he's not himself anymore. Well, like he went, went from such a, like, he was so hyped up and, and already like angry at the system for like keeping him off the mission for like, uh, walling him off from information and things. Um, and then he goes into that situation pre hyped up. And so whenever everything goes wrong, he's already like, he's already like hyped up on, you know, he's just like angry and he says as much and uh, and so like obviously everything goes wrong in that moment because it's like he wasn't calm going into it. He wasn't like yeah. pre at his norm. The one question I,
1: I have about that is how did he get in that rocket during liftoff?
0: <laughs> there was a hatch at the bottom, Chris. But No, but I, mean, I did not
1: fall off or have to it hold on like or It was like taking something. off
2: like while, well, yeah, I, there, there were definitely a couple <S laughs> moments in the film that I, I had some questions <laughs> about in I that section to, specifically on Mars specifically
0: I have questions.
2: <laughs> I tried
0: just to act like
2: I wasn't smart enough for it <laughs> and you know just brushed it under the rug. Um, I mean, if I could stow away on rockets like that, I'm just gonna
1: start doing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just crawl up the inside.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, like, and there's that, and then like, I also don't know if I fully understand why uh, the lady on that th- that base was helping him. Like, why did she want him? She to- hated
1: her her his father.
0: Yeah, but like, why did she need him to get on the? Like, they were about to go That's like take him out anyway. Well, why see, like, did
1: she need him to go do it? Well, she she made that comment where she said like, now it's your burden or something like that. I think she wanted someone else to. feel feel the weight of what she has always felt.
0: See, I understand sharing that information, but why help him get on the rocket? Like, uh, I understand uh. her, like, wanting to, like, hey, offload some of this onto, onto someone Maybe else. Maybe she didn't trust who, like, that other team, to. which,
1: I mean, that captain wasn't very trustworthy.
0: The other thing, like, that's an interesting point. At the end of the movie, like, whenever he's like, hey, you know, I, other people's burdens are my own, and, and I just or I bear other people's burdens and just as they bear mine. It's interesting that, like, throughout the entire... In- entirety of the until like that moment or whatever, he kind of takes, he could have easily taken that person like, Oh, this dude doesn't is scared and doesn't make decisions and all this whole, and he could have reported it. He should have reported it and they wouldn't have been on that mission. Um, and, Mm -hmm. and he would have concerned himself with their burden but he didn't at the time. He was just like, I'm not going to report this just so you know. I know what you I know what I know that you know why that just happened, why I took control and I'm not going to report it. And like in doing that, like walling himself off from these other people, it you know, ended up being way worse off than it it you know, mm. it could have been if he had he had taken the, that initiative and been like, "Listen, we got to talk about this." So just an interesting, like interesting things that follow throughout the whole movie. But again, I just didn't understand why did she help him like get onto this rocket? Like, why did it have to be him? I don't know.
1: Uh, other than the fact that he asked for it, I don't know. do true. I don't know that she was. She know, She didn't. She didn't try to have to convince him or try to convince him to go. It's true. She just told him like that. Uh, she wanted to know what was going on. She didn't have security clearance, and Mm -hmm. she needed him to tell her. Mm -hmm. So that's why she revealed all the information about his father.
0: Mm -hmm. I think. And then he wanted to go, and she was just like, "I don't care anymore. So you just go. I'll 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 drop you off." Yeah. Interesting. It's a uh, like that that whole thing, like the fact that you're that whole sequence of events. You are told that from Brad Pitt's like perspective, where you don't get almost anything from anybody else's perspectives, is. Like the confusion that I had about that, I was just like, I don't know if I fully understand other people's motives, but like you said, I don't know if I needed to because like this has been told from Brad Pitt's perspective. No, but so. she's the
1: she's the she's the only person that you kind of get close to doing. So like, do you remember whenever there's the handoff and she walks Brad Pitt to that other dude and he right. tells her she's like for security clear? The,
2: the camera but hangs on her, it, hangs for like her. yeah, mm-hmm.
3: for like and, five seconds. And I, was kinda, I was like, Do the they
1: do
2: that just because it's a cool shot
1: and they liked mm-hmm. it, or did they do it because they were trying to like tease like okay, mm-hmm. she's gonna do something she's later? Important. I don't know.
2: I definitely feel like things in the movie overall could have been flushed out a little bit more, or even some of the exciting stuff that I liked. At the end of the day, was kind of just fluffed to the overall story of what they were going for. Like the am- pirate ambush. Well, like as far as just, like where we started and where we got, you could have eliminated anything that wasn't just them sending Brad Pitt on a mission to go find his dad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like anything else was just added for drama.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and I guess... Because
2: that's even what ended up happening. It ended up just being him on a ship to go find his dad. True. But then they had to like send him on a mission, but then really they're just using him. Mm -hmm. But then they try to kick him off the mission and he puts himself back on the mission, but then accidentally like kills some people in the process. And I I realize there are emotional moments in in that, but it, it, it just feels a little like... Circular, or to me, in watching it, it felt like maybe they were building to something at least slightly bigger than just an emotional story between him and his dad. You know, I mean, the government was, like, really concerned with this guy, and... I mean, the pulse it, was going to
0: end the world, you know? Yeah,
2: but even at the beginning, it seemed like they were uh, curious as well as concerned as far as, like, well, what's going on out there? You know, mm-hmm. what 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 are... You, What's well, even, didn't we do not even know what was going
0: on out there until the end, and so and like, once you find still? out, and do we even still like what was yeah. the pulse? Like what was? So the pulse was what they were using to scan the uh, the the different planets, right, or the different like systems, like to determine if it had well, life.
1: Uh, it wasn't the pulse, but like they were using that satellite dish. But the mm-hmm. the people, the I thought
2: the pulse was the problem that he was the, trying to stop. No, well, he was trying to stop because the crew
1: who mutinied against him because he didn't want to go back home because they hadn't found anything. The second crew, so, yeah, or had,
0: the the second like the the second level of the, the crew.
1: people who were mm-hmm. actually supporting him. Yeah. Like, they they started that pulse because uh he wouldn't he still wouldn't go back home. Like they they, they did that, he said they sabotaged it basically. Oh gosh, gotcha,
0: gotcha. And he was trying to stop it so he could continue the work. Um it's just so Yeah. It's I it, mean, so, yeah, so that, and that's
1: kinda like this is one of those movies where like I would I really want to like, buy and like uh listen to with the commentary on yeah. just to be right. like what were you thinking here? Yeah, you right. Know? Because a lot so many things with I feel like with movies like this, especially, like they do very specific things. To honestly just elicit some kind of emotion, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, and, and maybe it's not even a, a, it's like a subconscious thing that you <laughs> don't even realize that they're doing, yeah. And and without it, it may have changed something. But like mm-hmm. to the naked eye, it's like, why is this in there?
0: Well, it's like his interaction with that crew, like walling himself off from them and being like, I'm not concerned with like your problems, like this. The, I'm not concerned with this crew and their the fact that their captain is not making decisions and is scared of this yeah. stuff. And like that, that feeding into his character change later on, like that, that makes sense and. Is is the point of of those types of interactions? The whole moon thing, like other than the fact that I love the no, world building cool, was yeah.
2: happening there. I did, I really where did. Where you're like, that. there
0: are these these civilizations that are like just on the moon fighting over the resources that are there. Well, and then, and, then that it's just like so American, and like yeah. you know they've just
2: like. And Brad Pitt even said it, he's just like we've just recreated all our own failures here on our, on the moon. And, right, and I love that
1: because it's like so in so many like sci-fi movies we go to space and then everything's like real idealistic mm-hmm. really and new and different really and new and different but like edge and... in reality it probably would we probably we would just bring our problems with us yeah, yeah. I mean there's just, yeah. like there's the you neon know?
0: cowboy sign that's out on top of the space station like yeah, giving they, you know, the thumbs up or whatever would is be, there would be you even like, had kind of like ways. an
2: interstate exit ramp like yeah. type situation yeah, for like, like stuff and going escalated. through the war
0: zone you know where it's like oh yeah, this yeah, is yeah, like yeah. there's like we're about to enter a war zone and there's like you said the interstate
3: sign there yeah I mean
1: there would be like you know like good people and bad people. And up up there, but yeah. good players, bad players. You had Subway like, on the
3: moon. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, so so strange.
1: You know? And so, but I, you know, I was like, I, I, I just haven't seen that in a sci-fi film. I don't know, if like, I mean, other than, yeah, I don't know. You well, know, and like, then
0: there's mm-hmm. like the real world aspect. Like, I leaned over, like, there's a point on Mars, right? Like, where they go through a door, and like the, with the, your your point about like the focus thing, they were focused on a sign the whole time they're having this conversation. Then they yeah. walk out the door, and you oh, see what yeah. the signs and it's a it's a uh, like a suicide prevention hotline right. sign. Yes, and it's like, and those types of small little details, and the kind of it, it adds to that lived in where it's like this is a real. Right. thing mm-hmm. that would exist like if you if you extend this out like it's like, oh, you know you're going to put a civilization on, on Mars, you're going to put a, you know a civilization oh, sure. on, I mean and all of these things would be there. it's like
2: if we if we start moving that direction right now and, and start tracking that way right now hundred years from now, yeah. maybe 150. I mean, like, look at a hundred years ago yeah. and, and, like, where we are now. Like, you know, right. that, that, that you know, it was very done in a very believable and, and feasible way to where you bought, you bought into it. You well, know? they're yeah.
1: very human problems. You know, yeah. like, a lot of sci-fi movies is like, you know, uh, Gorgons, keep out. You're like, I don't know what a Gorgon is, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's like, but, mm-hmm. like, that's not, not a relatable problem to me. Yeah. But like,
0: well, then even on like it, on the interstellar level, where it's like, oh, we're you know the the blight, you know, yeah. and it's like this doesn't even like necessarily even go there. It's just like, no, we're just expanding, and we're bringing those problems there. You
1: yeah, know? we are our own worst enemies right. in that sense, not space.
0: Well, and then similar into this, well, like so I, th- I think Brad Pitt
2: said, that, you know, we're world destroyers.
0: Or, yeah, you know,
1: we're, we're we're eaters of worlds. Yeah, yeah and like it's that. like, and and to a certain extent, like in that.
0: throughout the whole like. The whole movie, like Brad Pitt, is in fact sometimes his own worst enemy in there. Like where it's like just his, his own, his own thoughts and his own like, his own self is uh, and his own perception of himself. So his is dad, his dad's
1: downfall was himself. Yeah, right. He couldn't, he couldn't, he didn't realize that like he couldn't admit his own failure. It wasn't even failure mm-hmm. because well, it was failure in the sense that his dad wanted to find life, mm-hmm. so he failed at that. But if the actual goal was. If the if the real goal was the goal that he was actually going after, which is to determine whether or not there is life, Mm -hmm. he 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 answered that question. He just didn't like the answer, Mm -hmm. is what Brad Pitt's character was getting at.
2: Mm -hmm. Yes, and I mean it, it almost, and I and I could be wrong in my perception, but I mean it very much seemed like so. Brad Pitt went all the way out there and you know finally met his dad. You know, classic like. Dad left home when yeah. I was 15, and I never had a relationship with my dad, and I always thought that would be cool, and I uh, always wondered what that would be like, and you're like, oh, well, somebody said my dad's alive, I'm going to go find my dad and uh, have a relationship with him. And then, Bring uh, him back home. And, and, then they, and then they meet up, and... I mean, the whole the whole movie is... is it's not a storybook story or fairy tale. I mean, it, it's very kind of just like real world kind of brutal almost because it's, it's not necessarily happy. Like, he gets no. there and yeah. his dad basically tells him to get lost. Well, and, I like, I don't really care, like, about you. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm happy with the decisions that I made yep. out here. Yeah. Um, but it, even still, it still had a... You know, it, it's that classic, like, hey, like, how you react to a situation is... is Everything You know, you can grow from that or fall down that same rabbit mm-hmm. hole if you would like to. Right. And it seemed like Brad Pitt had kind of had this sobering moment from meeting and actually seeing his dad and who his dad actually was. And he's mm-hmm. like, man, he's like, you're out here looking for life and all this stuff. And you didn't find anything. When you had life, at yeah, because home. it's right here. Yeah, like you know? it was right here the whole time. Like you had like a, a wife yeah. and a kid, and like people that loved you, and you're out here searching for like other like creatures that right. may care about you or something. He's like, this is ridiculous, you know. Yeah. And he still tried. He still tried to get his dad to come back with him. Do he you was think like, so? No. And then didn't he say something uh, about his son? Didn't he say that he wanted to
0: go back to Earth and, and have a son? Isn't that what he said? Right I, 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 don't rem- I don't remember that part. I'm sorry. I did wonder if so. In the final moment, there, whenever they're about to take the uh, the old slingshot, the old uh, the, the satellite slingshot yep. <laughs> through the asteroid field, and uh, it seemed like to me, whenever his dad like put it together, what was going to happen, it either went, "I want to run away from this, and I, I want to stay out here, and like I, I basically I, I I need to stay here or go get away," or he was like, "We'll never make it with two no that's like, not it. It, so. I don't know no that's not it okay. I was just curious like if Alex I was like I was like man, at the end of the day I was like i don't I don't know exactly." Right, I mean, I mean determine determine
1: your own for yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess you, I mean you could infer that maybe, like I mean Maybe. Yeah, I I just don't like uh,
0: uh, It's not in his character to do it though. Like is the thing it's like that's not anything that ever like within their conversation there wasn't ever hinted at that he was, you know, that they that he would have sacrificed anything for it. I son. think if
1: that was the point that they're making, they would have made it like he would stay behind the to light the bomb or something yeah, like they yeah. would they would have be been like, more overt uh, right. yeah. about that. Yeah.
0: I I agree with that. I agree with that. The like,
1: I think, like, I mean, it's it's weird. Like, he's trying to think of like what headspace his dad was in because he's been up there, up there for so long. Right? Yeah.
2: Think about it from a real world thing. This is a dude that's been. Pretty much just alone on like a, a 400 square foot mm-hmm. space station for 30 years. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. they ever been alone so, for like five days? <laughs> like I mean, yeah, you got not doing some crazy stuff. So they <laughs> they like,
0: they, uh, they literally like, in like the real world, they'll do like isolation tests of like you know, oh, you know, what would happen if people went to Mars and like settled there? Like what mm-hmm. would their what would the headspace of people who were in those environments? And they would go, they literally go to like Antarctica, They like, go to like the frozen poles of mm-hmm. the planet and like that's just where you live and so you're like you can't go outside like you have to like you know get on special gear to go outside and like you know all this stuff and, and people just like weird things happen yeah <laughs> like we, they get to weird headspaces, and I can't remember like exactly what the, uh, the time frame is that most people like definitely like get to that point of like oh, this person needs to get home. Like, this person needs to go like rejoin civilization. But it's like, it's not long. It's it's they, a couple of months.
2: Yeah. Well, I think they were even making that <laughs> example with when Brad Pitt was just on his way to Neptune, yeah. which was uh, about three months yeah, from yeah. Mars yeah, yeah. to get there. And it showed him kind of going crazy because oh, he like, kind of just like oh, shut, yeah, yeah. shut like, the ship like, down. He's and I think they wanted state? to drive that home to say, you know, when he actually found his dad, like, this is a lost man. Like, and... It, it, it's kind of beautiful because it isn't just this like, oh well his dad was a bad dude, like type thing. It's it's just like No. I'm... It's just different. It's just complicated. It just mm-hmm. very much is that his dad was this astronaut and this explorer and, and a believer a, in something and a, and a believer in a bigger thing and like did a lot of good on that ground. Sacrificed a lot of things along the way, and I believe lost his sanity. Yeah, uh, along the way, like well, I, like, I, I and feel I think, like he truly went a little bit crazy. And I think you start,
1: to, you kind of like, at first whenever you hear he only killed the crew, you're like, man, this guy's and like he's evil, right? But then, but then whenever Brad Pitt accidentally kills that whole crew, you're like, oh, I guess I can kind of see how that would happen accidentally. Right. Well, I mean, like he's, possibly because I just man, watched dude. it. You know what I mean? Space, so then you're, like you're, whenever they were,
0: whenever they're on the moon. <laughs> Whenever they were in that like in that chase scene on the moon, I was like, literally anything here. Like any like puncture, like you never get the suit punctured, you're like, Well, that oh gosh, I just pumped your mic. You're like, dude, this could be it. It's like yeah. literally just almost anything in space. Like with, I know. Uh, with a high oxygen environment and like the the depressurization, like literally all of these like the space is trying to kill you. I know. Whenever they were in
1: there with the, like <laughs> before they even got to the monkeys. Like, I was just sitting there thinking, like, man, this life is just so precarious in space mm-hmm. because of the the, the necessary – the need for air. Mm-hmm. Like, just mm-hmm. one little bitty thing that we all take for granted every single day yeah. can freaking kill you in a second.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And, it like, it's it, – yeah. So, like, I think, yeah, that, that aspect of, like, oh, man, like, there's this horrible – but it's, like, like you said, like – you do one thing, one thing wrong, and it's like this is a disaster on like ridiculous yeah. proportions. Like, it, it, dude, it man, just okay. escalates.
1: Okay, so let's 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 sit there for a second because I think that's fascinating. So I just watched. Have you watched uh, Free Solo? It's on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, the so the fascinating thing where he's like you know about um uh what do they call it? free uh um it's climbing. Free climbing yeah well they climbing without ropes whatever they call that that's yeah, free solo yeah free, yeah, free, free solo. climbing yeah free solo yeah. yeah um is the fact that like and his obsession with like well. Because, I mean, one wrong move and you're dead. Like, just the idea that he is perfect. You have to be perfect to make it to the top of this without dying. Like, it's almost the same thing in space. You have to be perfect mm-hmm. in order to make it out of this alive.
0: Yeah, well, and that's why, like, even in, in like, you know, with uh, they have the checklists. And, you know, like, they have all these things that's like, oh, just literally just down to, like, every little switch you have to do. And every little thing that you, every procedure. Like, it's, it's all just, it's there, you yeah. know. And if you make one wrong move, it's over. So. Yeah. Because again, you're on—you're not only in space, but you have so much fuel strapped to whatever you're in. I don't know—it's—it's it's a space is an amazing, amazing miracle. Yeah, that's a, that's
2: actually a really good uh, uh com- comparison with the movie with the free solo reference uh, because that's similar with like the low heart rate thing because oh, like because yeah. like he talks about in that thing doing the free solo climbing, they're like, oh, it's so dangerous. Like, how could you? even do that or like how are you not panicked like well you've got to just be like like Jack, while you're up there right just like you know raging and then and he's like that is like <laughs> the worst thing that you yeah. can do and he's like he's like if at any shakes. moment that i'm climbing that wall i have any kind of like elevated heart rate or i'm sweating or i'm freaking out and he's like it's over yeah at that point and, and and that's what made brad pitt such this great astronaut is because it's the same thing Yeah. like mm-hmm. it's absolutely human nature for your heart rate to raise and for you to panic in crazy situations, mm-hmm. but it doesn't get the job done Yeah, at all. It's Getting the job done in any situation most of the time comes down to just being cool, calm, and collected yeah. and just being able to still just think through it mm-hmm. and think, what needs to happen next? Like, sure, I know I might die in three seconds, but... I need to use those three seconds. Your brain to needs think oxygen about, to think, to think you you know? about what those next things that I that I should do are. Yeah. Um, mm. and and that was uh, that was really cool. And like <laughs> I, I didn't really even think about that. That that also kind of set the tone for this kind of subdued uh, movie at the same time, which yeah. is cool.
0: And yeah. so within the like, whenever the highs happened, it's like, sure, if you compare it to, like, a, a Star Wars or, like, to, <laughs> to something that's, like, super exciting, you know, yeah. it's not necessarily, like, out on that same level, but it feels like it is. No, yeah. it
2: was just tense in its own way. I mean, like, that, that whole, like, moon chase scene was, like, so cool and just the way it was shot or mm-hmm. just the way it was scored or the sound mm-hmm. or just, like, because it was on the moon, you know, what would happen as the cars mm-hmm. bumped into each other mm-hmm. or wrecked or parts would fly off. You know, the awesome where they, like, bump Brad Pitt's rover, like, off of a cliff... And, and he's it, just gone. Which would normally be, you're dead on Earth. But <laughs> then yeah. on the moon, he just starts like 360 spinning Floating. in the air. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, like <laughs> 50 times until he lands like 50
0: feet below and then yeah. just keeps on rolling. Well, like clearly that's not what they intended because they helped him get away. No, you know? no. It's yeah, like they it's intended like, it all. It's like he'd bump <laughs> him and they go, oops. And he just kind of flies off. Yeah. You know, it's like, well,
1: wave goodbye. You're <laughs> never going to see him what's again. What's really funny was, like right before, remember whenever he like put his hand up and he was like, Put his hand in the dust. I was actually literally thinking about that right before, like, when they were driving off. I'm like, I wonder, you know, like, so the, you read about one of, like, the the moon has a very, 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 very low atmosphere. It mm-hmm. has atmosphere, mm-hmm. but it's like, but it's it's only because of the dust that's in, because of low gravity, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the atmosphere. And I'm like, I, like whenever they showed that, I was like, "That's just so cool," mm-hmm. you know, just like yeah. you know.
0: Well, and the fact that they did show that, it. like, it sets up all this stuff. Like the it sets the tone for that entire because you're like, "Oh yeah, I guess there is really low gravity and like yeah. all this stuff." So,
1: and then whenever you see them floating, you're like, "Oh, it doesn't make any," you know, it's not a right. I
0: don't know. Man. The movie was it's, definitely like masterfully like paced and like enough things were like teased like that they paid off later, you know, and whether it was like then or whether it was way later, it's it's a it's a really well. Well directed movie,
1: dude. I did not know what we were gonna find on that that abandoned like station oh. or ship where the distress call came from.
0: Yeah, right.
1: I was like, this is gonna be zombies or some kind of plague. Or well, like- <laughs> whenever
0: they said like, oh, it's a, you know they they do bio experiments on animals, I was like, oh man, oh, <laughs> my, this could be anything. Space tigers, <laughs> space ligers, anything. like.
3: Hmm.
1: Do you have anything else?
2: I Think I'm good. I enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, I, I, de- I, definitely enjoyed the movie overall. Uh, to me, I, I, I would say a little bit to the contrast that I felt like I didn't so much mind the ending of the movie, but I did, did feel like it drug on, uh, a, a little bit for having an ending of a movie that is kind of that subdued. Mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of needed to not go on that. you know, the last probably what? 25 to 30 minutes of the movie is just that, like, Brad Pitt in the ship by himself flying
0: to meet his dad. Yeah, see, that's the part that and I think then, like, felt mm-hmm. like
1: it took too long was mm-hmm. the going from Mars to meet his dad. Yeah. Right.
0: And, and I, I guess, like, I understand what they were going for because they're like, oh, this is going to... Like, it's a really long time. And so, like, they made it take a really long time for the audience, too. But, yeah, I agree. Like Sure, I felt but, like, you know... Rocket- there's a whole, like, two minutes there that I feel like you could have chopped out because it felt so, like, yeah. you know... Slow and out of place in the rest of the movie.
3: I mean, you know,
1: they they do the same thing in Rocket Man in a better way. Whenever you know, he has a Hutu uprising, and he wakes up and he's painted all this stuff all over the ship. You know, you can mm-hmm. you can communicate passage of time in different yeah. ways. The yeah, beard, yeah. the beard. That was the one like you you know, just have him to grow another beard. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. like that's the.
0: Yeah, and like, I, I, it, yeah, that was the section where I was like, ah, that's a little, little long, or a little like it. This movie was only two hours; it felt longer than two hours, it and did. not in a bad way necessarily, right. but definitely it felt longer than two hours. Yeah,
2: right. And and I wouldn't say it's a movie that I'm just gonna you know like repeat viewing after repeat viewing. Like 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 watch like, it right movie. now.
0: Um, not no, like everybody but, should be doing with Dark Crystal, you know. Just. You should.
2: Uh, <laughs> I, I seriously am probably gonna rewatch the Dark Crystal just out of pure enjoyment and it's, just to see more pup. Man, of course. Hub was my favorite character, hands <laughs> dude, down. I dude, want the Hub spinoff Pup series. The best. He's amazing. I love Hup. He's One subbing. day
1: I'll be able to participate in your conversation. I know. See,
2: I'm trying to throw out teases that make people <laughs> yeah, feel yeah. left out. <laughs> so you I, I definitely feel left get out, your way so in, <laughs> man. You got to find yeah, out about Hub, dude. Yeah, you're, uh, you know, you're You know what the way is. You know? De- yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know the solution to this problem. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> is if you uh, watch the Dark Crystal. Uh, but at Astra, good. Yep. I'm going to give it. Oh man. I'm gonna give it an eight. Okay.
0: I'm gonna give it an eight point five.
2: I'll go I'll go seven 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 point five and we'll 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 average there on the on the eight. Sweet. I dig sweet. it. Sweet. Um so uh this is great. Uh what were the what were the final Star Wars
1: things you oh, wanted yeah, to throw at can, the end here we been teasing can, the whole time?
2: <laughs> we
0: <can> tag here
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with
0: your uh with your
2: Star Wars theories okay, for so episode there, there, nine. So there's a couple things that have been on my brain lately and I, and I and I'll throw one to both camps. I'll, I'll throw a couple things to to the Mandalorian mm. which is coming out in November and I'll throw a couple things to uh, to episode 9. Uh, we'll call this Things to Consider with Jared. Okay.
1: Uh,
3: <laughs> I like it.
2: I dig it. I dig things
1: it. to consider. Uh, we need some uh some, um, <laughs> you like can make classy some mu- music right
2: you now. You can make some you music. Know, okay. Okay. I, can, I can make something happen Whatever. Yeah, no. But uh, so we'll start with the Mandalorian. I'm really intrigued by the Mandalorian uh Not just because it's a live-action Star Wars TV show and and all that stuff, which is brand new and going to be awesome, but... Um, I think it's really special in a couple ways. One, because of the main people that are behind it, with John Favreau yeah. and Dave Filoni, yes, which I think yeah. is like just a dream cast of a team. Totally, uh, to be working on a Star Wars project. Well, uh, the other directors also
0: for like the individual episodes are also like like right, top yeah. notch. Bryce Dallas you know? Howard and Taika Waititi uh, yeah.
2: are, are the two that jump off the page to me, and there's there several other pretty reputable ones. But uh, it's been a huge clamoring for a long time from fans that fans want Dave Filoni to move into live action. Yeah, um, and I think Dave Filoni wants to move into live action uh, to some extent. I think he's totally happy in animation, but uh, to do something live action, it's a new challenge and it's on a bigger scale and is uh, you know kind of the premiere in, 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 in most ways. I would say to you know do big big budget live action projects. Um, so I'm really excited that they are doing this series and this series takes place uh, five years after Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's supposed to be this like, oh, well it's, it's just this kind of one-off thing. We're just kind of going out in the outer rim of the, of the galaxy after Return of the Jedi and we're just kind of seeing the world fall apart out there. And I believe that. (laughs) But I also think that there's no way that they're not going to. There has to be a story for one. Totally, um, and and it's not Dave Filoni's mo to just do like ah, this just a
1: story right. doesn't tie in anything. Guys,
0: he claims this every time he starts something. Most of the time, he's like he's like no no rebels. It's totally like we're we're uh, you know just telling a story about this one team. Anything you know about this? And then he goes and ties in like you know the Emperor. He ties in like all this other stuff with the rebels. And so anyway,
2: right? So I think I'll start that way. Yeah. Me, per, um, that that one, but we've got to find out what what's the story of of the Mandalorian. You know, if you kind of pick through the trailers, like really, the only thing you have to go on right now is that Mandalorian is just a bounty hunter. He does stuff for hire, and uh, Apollo Creed is like, I have this really, really giant bounty. You probably don't want it because it's dangerous or whatever, and you got to go like meet a guy face to face, and he's not really nice. Uh, and he's like, cool, I'll do it anyway. And I think that is overall going to end up kind of being the premise of this season. But I think that that bounty will be a person.
3: Mm, and oh. I think
2: that that person will be a known character in the Star Wars universe. Cool. I'm into it. Potentially even a first-time Live action transfer from an animated Dude, character. Dude, if Ahsoka
0: shows up on this show, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna, I'm. First of all, I'm just gonna freak out a little bit. I would not. I would cry. hundred percent out of the realm
2: of possibility that you could have a live action Ahsoka mm-hmm. Tano in Damn. the in this show, especially spoilers to Rebels with the way that Rebels ended, mm-hmm. where you fast forwarded to the end of Return of the Jedi. Yep. And show Ahsoka in in that mm-hmm. time, and I'm not even a huge Rebels fan, or I, I mean, I, I've so dabbled good. in it, and I know the world, and kind of follow the canon to everything. I haven't seen like every episode uh, of the show, but I I respect the way it's done for sure. So I think that that we're going to see that, or or some people say, that, you know, maybe the, like uh, like Hondo is a very popular character. you yeah. know, maybe you would see him He's show up. He's still
0: alive, po- in in. Like in the current like where the movies are right now, he's still alive. Because okay. so that's what I know that. Because the he way knows. that they've done oh. the way that they've done Star Wars uh, Black Spire Outpost in both oh, Disneyland there, and Disney World, yeah. he's in that world and he's like old.
1: And that's supposed to be canon now.
0: That is canon as of well. the end of it's in between uh, Last Jedi and uh, the, the Episode Nine. <laughs> that's funny. Mm. It's like where they like basically it's where Chewie like end and the crew Chewie Ray and everybody like stopped off at right. Black Spire Outpost to like re- make repairs and like fuel up and all this stuff. And so that's where this whole thing like in that land takes place. They say that as the movies come out, they're gonna like change the time frame that black spire outposts exists in i have Mm. no idea like in what time frame they're going to do that on Mm. um because it would be a massive undertaking to remove the various uh elements from like what is the current movie like even i don't know where kylo ren's gonna be at the end of uh at the end of the next movie so Mm. i feel like if they adjust that forward like immediately like you can't have like true maybe maybe not able to have kylo ren in the first order in there you know mm. so i don't know if they would do that anytime soon so anyway but that's how i know hondo is still exists uh, in yeah, the but, uh, current movies. yeah
2: potentially a a, H- a hondo show up i'm down with that um, hondo's one of and then favorites. and then a hunch that i have just because uh, from a branding perspective and it's something that everybody knows and it's somebody that you can easily slip in there i think you're going to see chewbacca show up in this show somewhere. somewhere yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of no. like you saw him in, like you met Chewie in the cantina before yeah. you ever saw Han. You know, in a similar situation, mm-hmm. you know, where maybe he'll something will say something about Han. You know, you won't, you won't see Han in any way. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't put it past if you, you know, you cross paths with, uh, with Chewie. You have that actor that's playing him now. I think he has a good relationship with Disney overall, yeah. and I think anywhere they can. That they'll try to like kind of throw throw those people uh, around around a little bit.
0: The story of the Chewbacca, the current Chewbacca actor, is a amazing. great story. Like yeah, because he like he he always want to be like an actor but he's like super tall. Mm-hmm. And so like and he's like I don't know what role I can play, what role I can play. And then they cast him as Chewbacca and he's like this is the dream role. And he like meets up with Peter Mayhew, Peter Mayhew and him and like they have the similar thing where they're like, "Oh man, I was they always told me I was too tall to do acting." Yeah. And so like they connect <laughs> and like you know good friends or whatever. And so like yeah, it's it's just a fa- amazing. Like I love I love the current Chewbacca too, you know. It's like it's that, that like couldn't have gone to a better Better actor. Yeah,
2: I, I truly, I mean, there, there's definitely times, you know, where you, when you can know that it's not Peter Mayhew, but yeah. I, th- I think it's about as good as you could get for for carrying on the torch or something Agreed. like that. Um, so, okay, so, that, so that's just right. my, my brief Mandalorian stuff of some, some things that I think could pop up in that show. And uh, I'm, I'm super, super excited for The Mandalorian. Down for it. Uh, episode 9, I'm excited for more in hope, probably, than anything yeah, yeah. else. Yeah, Agreed. That's where I'm at. Um, I've not really been a large fan of most of the direction of the whole Star Wars universe, um, since Disney has taken over, I think it's better. I, I, I think it could be a lot worse. I think that yeah. there, there are definitely a lot of other companies or people that could have made a whole, could have made five other movies that were, that were far further from Star Wars could than have been Sony, than these are. Um, <laughs> or, so, or so Fox. I, I'm, I'm happy for the time that <laughs> yeah. we live in. I think that we live in an awesome time. I'm glad that we can still do podcasts about Star Wars and that there's new Star Wars stuff coming out. Heck yeah. Uh episode 9 has some has, has some massive shoes to fill. Uh for an episode. I, I it's set up on their own. They did this to
1: themselves. Oh, oh, oh dude,
0: JJ Abrams is out there like trilogy of trilogies. We're gonna well, tie, they, try they did to it to there. themselves. I mean come on. <laughs>
2: sort of you uh <laughs> Star Wars fans are not that great, uh, <laughs> That's
3: true. as
2: far as most, uh, at least the at least the loud ones go. I mean, and I'm self-professed. Not I. I didn't care for the Last Jedi very much. Oh, no, I, I didn't I, either. I, there's plenty that I thought was cool or, or, mm-hmm. or good about it, but mm-hmm. uh, as a whole, uh, yeah. I, I wasn't overall impressed with the the direction of a lot of things, or just the execution of a lot of things in the, uh, the within theme. the movie itself. Uh, yeah. But, um, so Episode Nine. Um they're trying to, you know, finish all these three trilogies and they're trying to whatever that means. And they're <laughs> yeah, whatever that means. Whatever that means and they're trying to without saying it kind of, you know, bring people back on board as it were to like Star Wars and uh get people to, you know, people that that you know it, it's hard because they're trying to make a movie that everybody that loved The Last Jedi will love and everybody that hated The Last Jedi will uh, also love.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's pretty hard to do. And then... It's, an imp- it's It's basically an impossible task. It's an impossible task. Because any, like, I mean, you think about even, like, there are people in the Star Wars fandom that don't even like... Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. That they literally are just like I only like the original A New Hope, and like that's that's my like that's the Star Wars. You True, know? but
2: there's also people that like only like Revenge of the Sith. Exactly, you know, like there's, yeah, there's, they there's, only there's, like
0: the prequels. There's or like, so whatever. many,
2: which is why I think overall it's a bad idea to strictly make movies that are specifically designed to please people yeah, yeah. rather than just making make a, a movie. making yeah. a story right. that you care about personally yeah. and that you think is great. Um. But because this movie has all of those shoes to fill, like I feel like even more than any Star Wars movie, like, and now that it's coming out in a couple of months, people are talking about it a lot, a couple of trailer-type things have been dropped, and then just like people are going crazy all over the place with speculation, what's going to happen in the movie, and it, it, it's gotten out of hand. Uh, to, it's gotten out
1: of hand. To,
0: as to, as it always does. It, it, I, to, want, I want to you to get degree. like a T-shirt that, that that says, you know, on the front it says <laughs> Star Wars. It says <laughs> like, yeah. like a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And then on the back it says Things got out of hand. It's you got know, out of hand. It's gotten out of hand.
2: <laughs> and, and I really, it's what said, if uh,
1: that, what if that's <laughs> literally in the scroll? <laughs> it's just like,
0: the first thing, yeah. a lot of things got out of hand. Things have gotten <laughs> really out of <laughs> real hand. Out of hand.
2: It could uh, it, it could be. Um, and, and at the end of the day, and, and I love speculating with the best, but at the end of the day, it's going to be probably like a two and a half hour movie max, and there's only so much that you can do in that time. And you already have like big key things that JJ is going to be trying to address as far as just like Ray in general. Obviously, something with her parentage, but then just overall to her character and arc and how does that finish up with... Kylo Ren and who he is as the villain and who he is as a Skywalker. Uh, obviously, they're bringing the Emperor back in some capacity, unknown. Um, trying to wrap up the three trilogies, which is and, why I think that they're bringing the Emperor back. Which I think that's
0: honestly the only like it's the only through line between all three of these trilogies. It is,
2: and I, and I think it's a good through line at the, the at the end of the day because you you put the Emperor in there and then. If anything, it makes the Emperor the villain of the entire Star Wars saga. You know? Yeah, Cause, which cause, is cool. I like that. Because he was, he was the sure. villain in the original one, and he was the villain in uh, the original or the prequels, and then the villain in the original trilogy, mm-hmm. and then now he's the overarching villain in this. And I say all that to say this, that I, I, I still hold out hope as a Star Wars fan, and I, and I always will, um, that I still think that there is an incredible movie that can be made, and that can come out of this. Uh, I don't necessarily think that it will, um, <laughs> but I, but I hold out hope that it could, mm-hmm, yeah. and I think that there are interesting ways and concepts that you could bring in that would make it cool. And most importantly for me is to make a movie that more than the whole saga. I, I could the saga thing is fine, but overall you need to make this be a good trilogy. Yeah, you know, out, out of the out of out mm-hmm. of this movie. Yeah, and. It's so hard in our day and age to even be a fan of something just because of how rampant speculation is and how accessible information is. And we just know so much about movies and we ask so many questions about movies and what happened with the production, what happened with the writing, how many writers did they have and how many directors did they have. And, and well, he didn't like his camper and he didn't, you know, uh, uh, and there's so many things that happened that we never really had with so many movies growing up. Or, you know, we criticize every little minute detail in this new trilogy when every detail wasn't made up I, 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 in the original trilogy. It, it was made up as it went along. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't all definitive when George mm-hmm. Lucas made A New Hope. There were things that were added and changed, and Leia probably wasn't always Luke's sister, and Darth Vader probably wasn't always Luke's father. <laughs> and But, if anything, you could call it luck. And when George Lucas was writing episode five and six, he saw some great through lines... Mm-hmm. That, again, call it luck, that through the way he had written episode four, it made it to where he could write that into episode five and retroactively make that completely make sense with everything he set up in episode four. And I think there's still ways that you can do that in episode nine to kind of bring things back to where when you retroactively go back and look at seven and eight, they make a little bit more sense. Mm And, uh, and the biggest one for, for me that I've kind of been claiming, and I was claiming this before this new teaser trilogy came out. Uh, I don't know who I've told b- before that, but I know I've mentioned it to several people, maybe even on this podcast. And that is uh, that Ray is and always has been a clone. And I have several things aside from what we saw in the trailer to believe that she is a clone. Uh, e- even things that we've never even seen but i know for a fact were supposed to be a thing um, episode 7 was originally going to explore uh, luke's hand a lot more in the beginning yeah, it was, yeah jj abrams right. went on record and said the and they shot it yeah. i believe that the at the opening for episode 7 mm-hmm. was going to be opening crawl then, uh, then you go to space, and you don't see a ship. You don't see a planet, but you see Luke's floating hand floating through space, which is a ridiculous opening. <laughs> I don't think that's a great
0: opening. But Super glad he didn't do that one. It has
2: to tell you something about yeah. what J.J. was thinking about the trilogy and where it was going, and why are you showing Luke's hand? In
0: the Force vision that she sees whenever she touches the then, lightsaber, then doesn't have the force, she have that? Then you have like, the
2: Force vision. Yeah. The Force vision... It is a crazy thing of of itself. One, there's the whole thing of where Maz got Luke's lightsaber, which I really hope will be addressed and play into the larger part of Episode Nine. But then, yeah, why when Ray t- we've never seen a Force vision in anything of Star Wars. We've never seen anything anybody touch something and have some kind of crazy reaction to it in Star Wars like this ever. And then Ray touched that lightsaber. And specifically saw a bunch of Luke stuff. Yeah, there was other stuff.
0: Well, then we had we had a uh, so Obi Wan. Then so so you saw so so she shouldn't know. No, yeah, for sure. You
2: defend I mean, that was definitely the hallway in Empire Strikes Back. Yep. That, that she saw with the, and oh well it Not was just be- born then oh well it was just because it was the lightsaber why was there you know said you know well now that lightsaber calls to you know to you you know well why is it calling to her and then the question all through episode seven myself included when i saw episode seven is who is ray why is she so powerful it's ridiculous that she's this powerful it doesn't make any sense She's known about the Force a day and she's already using the Jedi mind trick? Like, that's yeah. crazy. Like, you know, th- this, this, is, this breaks canon, this breaks everything. I hate it. You know, it was my thought at the time. <laughs> but if you m- make Rey a clone, and that's just the first round of things that I have for so her being saying a clone. clone of Luke? Could be.
0: Honestly, any, any clone either, would also have, like, the... I think yeah, Luke mm.
2: involved. I don't think it... I think that it could be part of the thing where she's like a Petri dish-like type clone. Oh, just like a bunch of people. Where I, I, I think, you know, if, if I'm, I'm going to really start going off, off the rails, uh, I think that Palpatine is going to be brought back in through some type of cloning mm-hmm. in some way. We've discussed this before. Yeah, last week we talked I, about whether or not uh, um,
0: Ian Snoke,
2: Snoke was a clone. Mm. Like
0: of Palpatine, well, maybe.
2: Potentially. I also, I don't think... Or I think that we're being misled quite a bit as far as Ian McDermott's involvement in episode nine.
0: We talked about that too, how like supposedly like
2: he yeah, may have not what, recorded any lines. Me. He a hundred percent, I know for a fact, did not record that laugh in the teaser. Interesting. Laughing the teaser
0: is not in the movie. Fun fact about the poster that they have with the emperor's face back there. Which right? This one doesn't matter to me as much. Someone, like it's a poster. Someone superimposed uh, what was a there's a, like it's a, a hot super toy. detailed yeah yeah mm-hmm. a super detailed statue of the emperor and like that's what they used as like the the comp in for this like poster.
2: Sure, but, 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 but again, it's a poster. Mean? Like, I I don't, I don't know how many people have actually posed for a poster. Like, sure. they probably, I was gonna say, made, what does that
0: mean? Ma- well, I mean, though. I just was thinking, mean? like, n- n- nobody took like an actual photo of him. Like, oh, we got this, f- you know, thing, but yeah, yeah it may not right. mean anything,
2: but yeah, I, I definitely think that, um, that there, somebody's gonna walk out of that theater being really disappointed with what <laughs> happened with the emperor in this movie, and I think he's gonna be in it. And I don't know if, if I'm just gonna throw out my just. Here's what I think may, may happen. I think that maybe we're going to see Ian McDermott in some type of Force Ghost, Vision, or flashback, okay. but we will have a physical Palpatine that will be a clone, younger Palpatine. My theory, potentially, play, played by Matt Smith, who Matt Smith, uh, of Doctor Who fame and yeah. uh, several other things, was uh, a long time ago during the production of Episode Nine was semi-announced that he was going to be in the movie... And but then, like, nothing really came of it, and they were like, Oh, we really heard that he was going to be in the movie. And uh, and then, like, has since been asked about it, like, Hey, are you in episode nine? And oh, 100% not, you know, 100, 100, 100% not in the movie, definitively no, not I can't talk about it, like, 100% I'm not in that movie. And JJ is known to lie oh, yeah. outright oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. about this isn't con. movies, 100% lie outright about movies, so. Lying about things just makes it more suspicious. So if Matt Smith, is... I mean that's a good life lesson to live by. Well, but I mean, so lying about like, things just makes it more suspicious. <laughs> makes it more suspicious man. <laughs> so if Matt Smith is in this movie, it's probably not just as an extra.
0: You yeah. know, it, it's oh, pro- yeah.
2: it's probably something a little bit more significant.
0: It's not like Daniel um, Craig in the uh, in the uh, the stormtrooper outfit or something. You know? I've even
2: heard some people spec, you know, that like really broke down the trailer. And are really convinced that they don't think that that's Palpatine's voice in the newest trailer. Mm. The You know, your journey is yeah. coming to an end. I, do, um, I don't know if
1: that is either. I didn't know that was his voice either. You know,
2: it sounds like a Palpatine-esque voice for sure. And, like, yeah. if you told me it was Ian McDermott, was like, I could probably believe it. But... It also sounds like maybe Matt Smith doing a Palpatine impersonation. Oh, interesting. Mm. Um, Mm. Again, like this is just purely my speculation. So if I'm just throwing out my crazy stuff about episode nine, it's that I think that Palpatine. Always had contingency plans for if he died. Yeah, even an episode, even in the I mean, pre- that's, that's even in the a, new canon too.
3: That's what I'm saying, even yeah.
2: even in the prequels, yeah, in mm-hmm. in the prequels, he's talking about you know killing his master to fight death and beat death and cheat death, and then yeah, in the new extended canon, you have that yeah. Palpatine yeah. had all these like research facilities all around the globe, you know, kind of like imagine like Dharma stations in yep. Lost, yes, you know, that are kind of like researching all these different things. And one of Jay, them was, likes those defi- re- research stations. was definitely yep. cloning. Um,
0: well, I mean, and even like he was the one who commissioned the clone army the in the prequel. He's the one that prequels. commissioned the
2: clone army. So, I think that Palpatine has been in the background, maybe even not kind of getting it right with trying to like bring himself back in like the right type of, you know, way. Maybe we'll even see a physical like old Palpatine and young Palpatine and he's trying to like transfer his conscious into the young Palpatine. But... Yeah. I think that Palpatine could be responsible for the creation of Ray mm. to some extent, and that Ray because did he create Anakin? And that's right.
0: also potentially in the comics as well. Ray to me could be
2: the Ray that we know could be the Ray that got away, mm. and that he uh, that he was or trying was stolen to stolen away, hidden uh, away, stolen away, whatever. That He was trying to create his own special army of these Force users, mm-hmm. you know, type things, and maybe he did. Maybe he made a bunch of Rays. Uh, or a couple rays or whatever. And I think that we are definitely seeing a clone of Ray. And, and of course, it could be, I don't want it to be a vision. I think we've seen stuff with visions, and I think it's just, I, I already honestly don't like that they put that dark ray in the trailer at all. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. because it robs, uh, be, because it leads to what I'm doing right now, where it's so much speculation that probably can't even be true. Well, it's, it's one of those things that's like, it either has to be. Like the most minuscule
1: thing in the in the movie, or it right. has to be the biggest thing in the movie. Right. Yeah, and the reason for There's that no is no because like
0: it's either got to be like, oh well, we got to give them something to 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 speculate about, and then so they give us something that isn't anything, right? Or it's got to be like, well, we can't hold on to this secret, so we might as well go ahead and put it in a, a trailer now and hype people up, you know? Yeah.
2: To, to me, I think it is the speculation thing. I, th- I think it is. I think it is part of kind of this, uh, you know, their kind of style of marketing where. Uh, they know how big podcasts are. They know how big YouTube is. They know how big that stuff is, and they want to put stuff out there that people are going to make video after video of talking about Episode 9 that people mm-hmm. are going to stumble across, and the hype's going to start to build. And if anything, just out of curiosity, people are going to end up going to see Episode 9 just to see you know, what could possibly unfold, and maybe we'll be underwhelmed. Um, but you know, I think that there is some potential for some kind of cool... Storylines out there,
0: Dude, I hope that they, again. I, I could, hope they go there because like make some things. It would also wrap things. Or to have like cloning be in this one, it would also wrap some things up that like with the prequels, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, cloning was a thing then. Like, why couldn't right. it be a thing? Like, why you know it shouldn't be outlandish. Well, and now, Kylo mentioned you know?
2: cloning in, in Episode Seven. You know, yeah. he was like, oh, we're we gonna go back to a clone army now. You know what's
1: right? Which that that was always like, uh, why did they move away from it in the first place? You know, like. So, because they ran out of them. No,
0: no, no, no. They started like uh, the the more clones you make, like the sample started decaying, uh-huh. like so where like they didn't like even in in uh, Rebels, like you run into you know some of the 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 clones you know from from whatever, but those yeah. were like the last batch of clones basically. Right. Okay, um, you know, and so like yeah. Anyway, so in in Clone Wars, they kind of go into that that it's like they can't you know continue to clone people, so.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: As well as, I mean, maybe the shortened life life thing could come into a factor with how you know quickly they're growing them, and I guess you don't have to grow them that fast. But um, to yeah, me, you don't have to clearly because Boba Fett, you know, right? <laughs> to, to, to me, the, the the first order approach, it just seems like a different approach that's kind of more like a Nazi like type, like you know, brainwashing like type approach. You know, it's it's
0: the brainwashing definitely. Like, I mean, that like the fact that like oh, you're gonna go in for reprogramming, and they kind of address some of that in um, the uh resistance series like right and, I, and like I believe that
2: in and... ca- that like most of like the the soldiers in the first uh order are like taken as children and stuff like that yeah. and like raised in the first order yeah. yeah uh from children and and stuff like that so you know it's just ingrained that that is just who you are what you right what you do type thing yeah overall you know they just wanted to be able to have a lot of different size people where yeah Outfits well,
0: I mean, it also, I think like that also would be for the first story, depending on like what their resources are, what like they were pulling from, like that right. could be an easier way just to kidnap like an entire planet and, uh, and create, you know, that like, Oh, there, there's our army, um, mm-hmm. you know, at, at a time rather than like, yeah, g- physically grow, <laughs> grow a bunch of clones, you know? Yeah.
1: So. yeah I'm kind of where you are. I'm really looking forward to the Mandalorian. I am, I am emotionally prepared for the for episode nine to be a hot mess and to walk out of there being like that is the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh,
2: I don't. I don't, I, like
1: I, that's I, I I don't expect case, that. Though. But I emotion, I have emotionally steeled myself for that to happen.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess. I guess. I, mean, I have. I have zero expectations at this point. Like, and honestly, like with the expectations you mentioned, the expectations that were are put on this upcoming film. And it's like, yes, I like, there are so many expectations there. Are there more expectations on episode nine than there were on episode seven and episode like seven, I like force know. awakens, like sure. Like it, it, there are critiques that I have of it. There are critiques that you have, of it, but, but it's like by and large, like it was pretty well received, you know? And so it's like, even if this is like it quiet, like it gets to that point where we are like, ah, it's, it's good. You know, it's a, it's a good movie. Like, I enjoyed that movie. I think, like, I'll be, I'll be happy. Um, so, you
2: yeah. I don't know which one had more expectations, but I definitely think that with episode seven, everybody's expectations were very unknown. Hmm. And very overall, I feel like, filled with hope. And uh, and especially, I feel like the trailers were just out of this world. Yeah, with episode seven, probably so, to this day, still some of the best trailers that I've that, I've, we were ever, home? that I've ever seen. Um, uh, this one, I feel like, has. Uh, you know, the same or more expectations, but just in a totally different kind of demeanor. You know, where people's expectations yeah. isn't as much like, "Oh, they're bringing Star Wars back. I mm. wonder what it's going to be. Are we going to see Luke and Han? Like, what's going to happen?" It's not as nostalgic at, at this anymore. point. No, yeah. at this point, it's just like, "Well, you've already ruined it. I, you know, I wonder what you can do." <laughs> you know, it's yes. so what polarized. Yeah, yeah, you're right. To to me, honestly, I I I feel like your worst case scenario is like two worst. Like like to 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 me. Um, because one it is JJ Abrams uh who has problems but overall I think is a is a very good filmmaker Totally I and, agree he's a good filmmaker and uh and yeah I I think I think that episode 9 has a very strong possibility at least for me uh to be the best of the trilogy Yeah uh because one I don't think you're going to uh have too hard a time being better than the last Jedi and even though, and again, like there, there are parts that I really like about the Last Jedi, yeah. and yeah. even aspects of the story that I really like about the Last Jedi, yeah. I would probably even say that I have problems with execution of the Last Jedi more than story. Do totally, I think too. that you could tell a story where Luke is a grumpy old man mm-hmm. and fallen away from the Force, yeah. and it could have been better than that. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think you, you know could what tell what I mean? you could tell you a could slow have, speed chase story. Or you could better have had last year mom jokes in there and yeah, uh, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Well, I know. and
0: like I mean, there's there's all sorts. Of, like again, like yeah, it's ex, it's execution for me. In that right. in that sense, like and and what they chose to spend time doing, you know, whether it was like, oh, let's go to this weird other planet, casino planet. It's like, why would why right. Why, why would we spend any time there? Um. Anyway, any- but like, yeah, I agree. I love the story. Right. Uh, like, so it, at its core, like, if you just strip it back and go, you can tell this story, and I'm like, yeah, that's a cool story to tell.
2: Right. So so with episode nine, I think that it has. To me, just as much possibility to be as good as good or better than the Force Awakens, because it's made by the same person. You still have plenty of the Star Wars universe and lore hanging out there that will be, you know, whether it's good fan service or bad fan service or whatever. I think if you're a big Star Wars fan, like you can't help but smile about it either way. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like totally, whether it, totally. whether it fits the plot or not, like it's still going to be awesome to see Lando in the Falcon, be like. Ah-ha! Yeah, Dude, like I got chills. I got chills and I kind saying, of teared up whenever I saw that so in the trailer. I was like, so this like, is the best. Whether it's, you know, makes for like a quality, like Oscar-worthy movie or not, there's still going to be at least 60% of this movie chocked full of just things that are just like mm-hmm. really just get you where you want it to yeah. get you. And then there's definitely going to be at least probably 10% of the dialogue that I think is just terrible dialogue and that shouldn't be written that way. Um and then th- there could be 30%. That's just like you said, just a mess. And, yeah. and even if that is, I still think you'll come out with a movie that mm-hmm. was still enjoyable and that you still had a good time and there were still some cool aspects in the finale of anything. Always has a chance to at least be a great time, if nothing else. Yeah, Um, you know, the last of the Harry Potter franchise, the the Hobbits.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, we were all hyped. um, (laughs) We were so ready for the uh, um, Battle of the Seven Armies. Yeah,
1: and I think, I think, I think my like, and and we said, I said this at the very beginning, like I think in Episode Seven, like my biggest concern with JJ is always. Giving closure, any kind of closure. I right. don't need. I don't need everything to get buttoned up. Yeah. I need some things to get buttoned up and not open. But it I a think bunch he's more,
2: aware of that on this one. you know what I mean? he like, is. I yeah. feel like he hasn't put himself in the position where he had to be the closer. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's in, true. In, in, in his career, he hasn't tried to do it yet. He hasn't really tried to do it. So maybe he'll fall. But I definitely think that he's going into this movie aware of that yeah. and has something to prove. Like, like what director doesn't want to be good or want to receive praise or want people to be like, man, he really rose to the task. Like,
0: true. Man, he finished that thing really well you know? <laughs> of course you want that praise of course yeah. you're trying
2: everything you can to get that to happen yeah. you know
0: the uh the last thing i'll say about it and the, one of the reasons that i am <laughs> probably like knowing a lot about the production a lot about like uh these things about each of these movies like i'm excited about this and i have a lot of hope for this one because this is the first time since very very early in the force awakens production mm-hmm. that they've been like Oh, we are, we have uh, George Lucas coming in to like to to like consult and to like talk to us about this. Like they're like that's a big deal to them right now because like there was a a clear time mm-hmm. in the Force Awakens where they switched writers, like so they switched scripts basically, yep. and then George. Disconnected. Like they never said anything about him anymore. He didn't come in. He wasn't like you know they didn't bring him out for like a lot of things. And well, he then, went
2: on. He went on Charlie Rose and said he sold his Star Wars to white slavers of, of Disney. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's like, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. Uh, You're
0: know, like ah, uh, you yeah, man, ringing can't endorsement anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, ringing endorsement. But like you know, and so like this is the first time that I think that that he has been involved in some way. So like whatever you know, they they potentially have hopefully seemingly have like oh like let's bring him back on board like let's make him amends like let's this is his thing let's let's see right. what he thinks of it you know and how would you fix this thing george you right know? so like i'm sure
2: part of it's just pr but, but yeah, yeah of you know, course it, it's, of, it, it, yeah. It, it's nice to you know know that there was a conversation with jj and george and, right
0: and so like that's that's part of where i'm like you know at the very least he is somewhere in this because like that's that's the thing that i i was bummed about, especially about like the last year after you find out like a lot of the, the rift things that happened with, uh, between him and, and the Disney at, at force right. awakens. It's just like, man, George just completely is, is out. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like, even if he wanted to be involved at this point, like, I don't, I don't think they would have, Accepted anything mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm gonna you know talk to you about this thing, but and to a certain extent, you don't necessarily want somebody to continually come in and be like, oh, okay, I sold this thing to you, and now you can't use it. As no, you but want like to, I mean, right? and
1: we've had this discussion before, where I'm like, you know, like Game of Thrones is like, would I've loved that last season to have been executed better, mm-hmm. yes, but at the end of the day, I'm not gonna complain about the story For sure. that I got told because that's what George R R Martin. Communicated and said he that is what he was going with it. So it's like, well, he's the creator. So why am I going to argue with it? Sure. Like, and so like to some extent, like, well, George is the creator, and if he says I would like to take it to this place, then let's take it to that place. Let's go there. You You know, know? like that's. I feel like you know, it's different for things like the Marvel franchise because there's not if there was one overarching person, it's Kevin Feige, and so it's like, well, let him take it wherever he wants to take it. But you know, I I'm all for like the creator of this thing mm-hmm. having a final say in this is where it goes. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I I feel like that's a purer, more inspired form of art than mm-hmm. uh just like randomly telling a story because yeah. uh this director feels it's this way or right. something like that. Right. You know?
0: And that's why like I'm equally as excited about like the uh the kind of Upgrades, if you want to put it that way, that like uh, Dave Filoni has had because he trained under Total George. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah. he, th- if there's anyone who's as close to George as you can possibly get, it's Dave Filoni at this yeah, point. Yeah, you know, for sure. So, and who is who is created and like had his hand in as like s- so much. Of I mean, Star yeah, I mean, Wars. he's
1: he's proven himself. I mean, he's he's had his hand in almost more things than George. More hours, of,
0: more hours of More hours of entertainment for sure. Yeah, because you know? You know, oh, like yeah. he would
1: come in and, and sure George would approve the things, yeah. but you know, like, it was his idea to bring back Darth Maul. It was his mm-hmm. idea to do like, a ton of things with... You I know, think
0: that was George's idea and George had it, to convince Dave uh, Filoni thought, that it was, was going to be a good idea.
1: <laughs> I thought it was why he said he killed him because it was his idea to bring him back.
0: <laughs> no, George was like, what if he came back and he had spider legs? And Dave was like, this is and weird. Like, and then Filoni <laughs> like goes home and thinks about it and he goes, you know what, George? That idea was great. Let's do it. And honestly, it was. It was so good. Oh, yeah. I'm totally
1: glad they brought <laughs> it back. It was great. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, I don't know. I trust him. I just yeah. try. try, try I, he's he's proven himself.
0: Just the fact that he's had those conversations, you know, with George yeah. Lucas, where he's like, that's a weird idea, man. You know, <laughs> he comes back and goes, yeah, okay, we're doing it. We're doing the weird idea.
2: We're doing the it's weird idea. hilarious.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we've talked for how long now?
0: 120 minutes. Good night. Long two time. hours.
1: Um, we haven't had a, a two hour episode in a while. Uh, this is this is a treat. So thank you for being I on the show. Always drag
2: us on pretty long.
1: <laughs> it's okay. We enjoy it. Uh, you can find us online at StayInTargetPodcast on Twitter. At, uh, sorry, on social at Chris two five zero
0: and John ride seven seven seven.
1: And uh, that's it. Dark Web for uh, <laughs> just,
0: <laughs> just shout out your window. You know, <laughs> roll down your window as you're driving. and you
3: go, Jay Pinions,
0: mm. and the universe will shout back something, and that's mm. you know.
2: Um, the- I say, and I'll always say, you know, it's so- you so know someday. You know, someday.
1: Someday he'll be on there.
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe. Um, go to please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us. Tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. We're, are we doing anything next week specific? I don't
0: think no? so. Okay, cool. Not off the top at of At some my point,
1: head. dude, we've got to play Gears of War, Gears oh, dude, Five, yeah, and review yeah. that. So that's got to happen at some point soon. Um, yeah, uh, that's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay target. on Target.